Previously on Lonely Boys. It sounds like we should ring her bell and see what happens. Let's talk to the guard. I didn't realize how fucking filthy that was. Rufus, your dirty talk. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, Charlie? Sorry? Uh, um, I, I'm sorry. I thought you were Charlotte Rhodes. I am. Yeah. People call me Lola. You are? Looking for a different Charlotte Rhodes. Oh, it never occurred to me that there, there might have been two of you. I'm sorry. Have a happy new year. Okay, weirdo. Uh, you too, I guess. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> but and no, see. <laughs> oh, nice glasses, though. Hey, Upper East Siders, and welcome back to another episode of the Lonely Boys podcast. My name is Matt. I'm one of your titular Lonely Boys, and I am here to break down Season 5, Episode 10. Nope, Episode mm. 11 of Gossip Girl. The end of the affair? Question mark? I'm not here by myself. I'm here with someone who never answers my texts or calls because God must have told him not to. It is Brendan Ruppel, otherwise known as Brendo. <laughs> I'm a God guy. Hello, I'm your co-host, of course, The Creepy Uncle, a podcasting, a.k.a. Uncle Cream. Hi, Diddly Hood of I'm recording live, as always, from the Crematorium. We're editor-in-chief here at Cream Weekly. Dr. Officer Cream reporting for duty. Cream, yes, Cream. Yes, Cream. I noticed that you uh, decided to forego saying all creams are bastard in this one. Yeah, I, t- I took the... The cream option today. Okay, so that's not going to be a standard part. I, I feel like you don't like it anymore. I feel like it's it's your leaving. Well, I have the real the real thing is that I just haven't written it down yet. So, mm, so that's what it is. If I'm okay. going to incorporate, it, I got to do it the professional way. Uh, also, to go off more off of the topic here, um, you could have done season five, episode ten question mark. Could have, yeah, but I, I noticed. Notice in the moment that I had not updated that on my notes, so I had to, yeah, not to mention my notes, I know that's a big eve of me, uh, don't want to upset myself by mentioning yeah. my own notes, but. More, uh, quick, Brendan, more, more housekeeping too here before we introduce our lovely guest. This might be the last okay. episode in this particular crematorium. I, I'm wow. willing to be proven wrong, there, I, I don't know the exact schedule of our recordings, but I think well, this, we have this could be. scheduling after this, after yeah, this, of course. Very exciting. So but yeah, there, there's been uh, this lore of my moves in general in this podcast where I've moved this desk. A few feet to the right, and that wasn't podcast worthy, apparently, according to Chris McGinnis. But I, th- I hope this next move will be worthy of mentioning on the podcast. Well, I I will say that uh, this I think is going to be your final Lonely Boys recording at wow. uh, this crematorium. But I do think we have a Sandy, not to spoil scheduling uh, for after the podcast, but I think we do have a Lo- Sandy Boys coming up. But that's neither here nor there. Brendan, you mentioned it. We have a guest waiting in the wings to be let on. If you're watching us on YouTube, which you now can do, you can see him waiting in the wings right now, patiently. Hunk. Patiently wait. Well, I was gonna say, you may know him from the Hoppy Boys, uh, where I believe Brendan named him uh, most attractive guest of the year one year. Wow. So that is uh, you should you seem surprised. You're the one that. You're the one that <laughs> <laughs> How he's fallen. <laughs> I just like to hear you say it. <laughs> just to nice people to listen. It's Lindenhurst legend who actually was found his way to the podcast. Unlike all the other Lindenhurst le- legends who are constantly flaking from the show. Please welcome Connor redacted last name. Hey, Connor, how's it going? Hello. Hello guys. Happy to be here to discuss the golden globes today. This is, Oh boy. How, was, not... that, how was that monologue? Not to uh, date the podcast. <laughs> I mean, I would, I think I would rather watch season five, episode 11 of every show in existence. <laughs> um, and only that episode than watch the monologue again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Taylor Swift's face said it all. <laughs> Brendan, yeah. were you watching uh, Golden Glows before we came on here? I was not, no. It's a, it's a famously really bad monologue. Well, you Ooh. know, Joe Coy did not, 
the monologue was so bad in the middle of it, he threw his writers under the bus. Yeah, do you know when Gagan said, I, I don't like when people talk about their notes while they podcast ah yeah he mentioned his notes <laughs> in the middle like of a comedy monologue <laughs> national television yeah. i don't like when people mention the writers of his monologue <laughs> while yeah. said i wrote some of these jokes and they're the ones you're laughing at oh my so god, god. <laughs> yeah, well, i just start great. doing that during this show and just lying about it too yeah. <laughs> there's no writers yeah <laughs> boy that was <laughs> so Connor, welcome to the show. It's your your first your first appearance. Uh, famously, you did reschedule once, as as was part of Lindenhurst Month, where all of our Lindenhurst guests uh, canceled last minute. Uh, not to completely, much like Joe Coy, not to completely throw you under the bus, but glad that you. <laughs> we're no, we're celebrating you, you because you actually came back, unlike the rest. Yes, That's you right. finally were able to come through, unlike the rest. Uh, I, I will ask you what we ask, what I ask all of our first time guests, and that is, what is your history with the show? Have you watched it before today? Uh, have you, had you heard of it before today? If you didn't watch, which I think might've been the case, uh, why didn't you watch? Were you too good for the show? What did, tell, tell us what's going on here, Connor. Okay. Um, yes, you were right in saying that I have never watched it. Yes. I'm too good for the show. <laughs> um, why I didn't watch it is, um, I had always been planning to get to it. And then, um, Never did because it got beaten by other things, right? That, that, Which is that a story right. as old as time. But I was vaguely aware of the premise of the show, and I knew some of the characters. Mm-hmm. So right. most of my introduction to the characters was through like when it aired. At the time, I remember that people like to post them on social media about which ones they were most attracted to. Mm, oh, that's sure. That's how I started that's the podcast so, here, honestly. Yeah, this was yeah, definitely a big part of high school. So I knew Chuck Bass already. Um, I knew uh, Blair already. I did not know that Blake Lively was Serena. But I knew that. Crazy the, somehow I, to receive. It's like the only person I knew. Yeah, show. well, that's odd. That's odd that I didn't know that, and it's even more weird that I somehow knew her full name, and I'm not sure how <laughs> I learned that information. So um, you you hadn't even seen a, a stray episode of Gossip Girl? No, I've never seen any of it. My uh, my wife has seen three, the first three episodes, and then says she gave up, and then she tried again, and she saw the first three episodes, and then gave up. So that's her experience <laughs> with it. <laughs> Wow, man! I mean, that's that's a fair like that's exactly where I was too. I don't think I had seen a lick of this show before I started. Um, so you can start your own podcast pretty soon, Connor. <laughs> You're just like me. Right. <laughs> Except I have a ton of spoilers. <laughs> it must have been quite the trip for you seeing this for the first time. Based on the uh, one or maybe two episodes that you've seen, uh, do you have a favorite and least favorite character of the show? Well, I have to go with the least favorite first. Okay. Chuck okay. Bass might That's not just be my least. Yeah, 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 he might not just be my least favorite character in the show. He might be my least favorite character that's ever existed. <laughs> like, <laughs> and that's that's after watching season five, episode eleven, where he is in good. He's, Chuck a, he's, a, he's a, a solid guy <laughs> right now. He's a good. He's a good boy now. Yeah, he was good. He was great. <laughs> he didn't. He's been a good man. Honest. He didn't seem great. He seemed like he was um, very confrontational. I, we'll put that mildly. Right, so he will be a. Ch- he's not a Chuck boy. Connor Chuck is boy. part of the the Chuck haters. Uh, we will be going to war soon. Uh, do you, what about favorite though? You, you hate Chuck. Uh, oh, Serena! Wow, <laughs> Serena's helping. 
real enemy of the pod. Serena's terrible. <laughs> Connor sounds like a real non-gossip girl watcher right now. Okay, well, think about this episode. Like, pretend this is only the episode, the only episode you've ever seen. I, she I stuck up for stuck up for two of her friends. I was supporting Serena a lot in this episode. Was you know, and then until a certain point where I started to think Serena. This makes no sense. And I think we, you probably know what, what point we're talking about. We will, of course, get to it. Uh, but yeah, very exciting. To, but she's usually, she's usually yeah. much worse, though. So you did find a good a good Serena episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, very excited to get into all of it. And uh, let, let's do it. First, let's start with the title. Uh, Connor, you're new to the podcast, so you, you should know that this is Brendan's time to shine here. Uh, he's been in a bit of a slump lately, getting at least the last three of these incorrect. Continue. Name of season five, episode 11. Is the end of the affair? Question mark. You have any idea this title may be referencing? I'm worried because I've been uh, on this slump you've been talking about. I want to take off the question mark and just leave it as is, but I'm wor- I think okay. I should maybe still switch a word around. Okay. Let, let me go with which word? The start of the affair. So you are going with the start. Was that a question without mark? A, the without end a question word? mark. No question mark. <laughs> so you're wait, wait, wait. the start of the. No, no, you're good. Go on. No, no. Okay. It's fine. Yeah. All right. You can see this Brendan is the kind of the, the place I'm in at this point in my in this season. So I'm just so <laughs> second guess myself. I'm I'm really doing anything to get out of the slump, but it's just not gonna work. I need a bunt base hit here. Brendan, I love when your instincts are correct. Your first instinct <laughs> oh, was no. correct. <laughs> it is based on the nineteen ninety nine film The End of the Affair. Period. No question. <laughs> <laughs> Exclamation point. <laughs> Just the end of the affair. Uh, who could forget the classic 1999 film? Uh, unfortunately, Brendan, you should have went with your yeah. gut at first. Couldn't have changed that word, so you were going to. It fall. feels like, uh, like who wants to be a millionaire? And we're not doing side points now- this season, like I talked about earlier. <laughs> you are now four for eleven on the season, but we still got more than half the season to go, where we can get to that classic. There's also winning maybe bad that you news that we have that much more left this season. How many episodes well, are there in each season, and how many seasons are there? There are six seasons, 121 okay. episodes total. There are 24 episodes in this season. Uh, in seasons three and four, there were 22 each. In season two, there was 25. And in the strike, writer's strike short in season one, there was only 18. And in season six, there will only be 10. Uh, Can I ask where this aired originally? What channel? Where? Uh, the United States. Oh, um, this was the CW. Um, I, oh, I believe wow. yeah, it had been the CW at this point. Uh, it finished in the CW? Yeah, yeah. I'm wow. just. I was just trying to think of when uh, the the old WB UPN merger happened. I think that was pre Gossip Girl days. Okay. So, let's get into it now. Fun fact: uh, the IMDb trivia told me that this was the lowest rated episode of the show according Ever? to IMDb. So glad to have you on this one. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I disagree with it. I definitely hated more. No, episodes yeah, this than is it. not even an F. I have been reviewing it ever since I got off. Ever since I stopped watching it, and I just love <laughs> the it. Making burner accounts. <laughs> yeah. And the IMDb trivia section has been updating to the minute every time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and it's not even that low of a ranking. I, well, I don't know. I don't know how uh, the ranking system of TV shows on IMDb and how low is like an actual low rating, but it's a six point nine out of ten. So that means that every other episode of Gossip Girl is a seven or higher, which uh, is pretty good seems on IMDb, pretty right? Good. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like I said, I, I know that that's you know not a terrible rating if it was a movie, but I don't. Know, maybe the I TV like high uh, eights on IMDb's part. are like all time movies. Maybe every every episode of TV just falls like between a seven and an eight. Maybe like, yeah, <laughs> somewhere true. in that yeah. range. Um, so yeah, this is a 6.9 out of 10, according to INDB. Original air date, January 16th, 2012. Of course, we are back from the midseason hiatus. The big car crash that ended 
the first half of season five, and we are going to see how everything shakes out. We start with very dramatic music. Uh, also, according to the IMDb trivia, uh, this is the first non-premiere episode of the series in which Gossip Girl doesn't do the opening narration. You know, mm. we, we uh, it was a little it's, jarring. It's kind of eerie. Yeah, we see right away that uh, that Chuck is still alive, so they didn't. Yeah, other than, that's my, I have, right off the bat here, I just got to quickly say they leave us in this huge cliffhanger last episode where Chuck might be dead. They start the next episode with him talking. Yeah, that was a dead move. Scene one, frame one. It's Chuck. <laughs> I have a lot to say about the opening frame of this. You liked it a lot. Like, why are they in the rain? Why are they talking like that? Why is he dressed like that in the rain? Like. There's some there's some good questions here. Uh, he we well first we of course we point out he's alive. He's also walking monkey, everyone's favorite new character, uh, mm. in the dark in the rain. Uh, so and then he sees Louis and asks what he's doing out here in the rain. So right away there are questions that need answering. Um, my theory, I guess there's two th- reasons why it's raining. One is so that Chuck can say, "Why are you out here in the rain?" And Louis can give us uh, a ton of exposition as to what as to what is <laughs> happening. And two, so that Chuck can have an excuse to see Blair for the first time in apparently three months uh, when Louis lets him into into their house. But, see, I thought they wanted to bring up the umbrella sharing. I thought the umbrella sharing that could was be it. That could be it. The... <laughs> um, we see that right away. Questions that need answers, a- answering. And Louis somehow didn't notice it was raining because, because Chuck says, why are you out here in the rain? And Louis's like, hmm, is it? Hmm. I thought that was just crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good impression. You really know that. Oh, you'll you'll see that we have some a lot of it. Here, Louis. <laughs> a lot of it. We hate the French in this show. Uh, well, okay. That is okay. That's okay. Uh, and Chuck Chuck says he didn't realize that uh, Louis and Blair were back from Europe already. And Louis says they've been back for three weeks, and he's surprised Chuck didn't know. Uh, we see that Blair and Louis are still together. Which uh, first on the docket is what we. Uh, Chuck and Blair were supposed to run away together at the last ep- episode. So there is some explaining that needs to happen. And uh, Chuck fills us in that the downside of not having Gossip Girl for three months is that any information would have to come from Blair and she is not speaking to him. So again, we are finding out a ton of information in this first scene. Uh, people still aren't using Gossip Girl. Blair hasn't been ch- talking to Chuck since the crash for whatever reason. And uh, Louis is going to claim that she's been busy. But Chuck uh, responds to that by saying he's very sorry that she lost the baby. So uh, you were wondering, Brendan, I-, I guess that is how they are going to avoid Blair being a mother on this show. Very quickly, just going to yeah. wipe out the baby in the first scene of this episode. Uh, Bla- Connor, in case you hadn't picked up on it, Blair had been pregnant until, yeah. until like the whole uh, until the first part. half of the season. Gathering. Okay. Yeah. And that's where I said that, I yeah. think at the end of the episode last time, I was like, uh, now I feel bad like wishing that the baby wasn't born because I think I did this. This is my fault. The baby won't Murderer. be Murderer. <laughs> <laughs> Another like, very cold way of the show to get rid of this baby, too, is like, yeah, and, and Blair's not having the baby. They just really like yada yada at her <laughs> yeah, losing the child. <laughs> that is what happens when you switch out writers every every episode. When the new, yeah. new crop of writers comes in, they say, oh, let's retcon everything. It's yeah, when you do that, then you just start with Chuck start after fresh. Chuck has just been <laughs> in a car accident. <laughs> so um, Blair has been spending all her hours planning the wedding. Uh, Chuck doesn't want Louis to get sick before the wedding, so he offers to walk him home. And uh, he's like, I know we've had our differences, but, you know, you're really going to pass up an umbrella on a night like this? And they hate it. Like, Louis hates it, Chuck more than anything Two of the funniest world, people but... to share an umbrella right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but they're going to be teaming up all episode here. Like, he's going to yeah. share the umbrella, and, you know, that's the start of a beautiful friendship. And they didn't one. give the dog an umbrella, which felt rude. They have fur. So, that is a good point. I mean, that's fair, <laughs> I, didn't I think guess. that was a good point. But... <laughs> they do i mean they do have fur you can't deny that it's, it's true it's an objective fact they do have fur yeah. i don't know if that helps with i don't know a lot about dogs like but that's one of the few things i do that, know he's like i feel like you're getting like weighed down if you have fur mm-hmm. if like your, your 
fur is getting wet. The first few droplets probably like kind of skim off the fur if it's slick enough. Yeah, well, and also the dogs have that that trick where they can like shake all the they water. They do. That's a great one of their favorite tricks. Yeah, famously, like one of the most well known things about dogs. <laughs> you guys are um, not so... dog owners. <laughs> no, no. Um, I would cat boys here. Cat boys. <laughs> uh, cat boys. Just get rid of the cat part. Cat boys. That's us. That's our theme song. <laughs> <laughs> Next podcast. So uh, Louis, thanks Chuck. Asks why he's not at a scandalous party uh, the day before New Year's Eve. I think Louis is a little confused. New Year's Eve is the night for the party. He's like, I'm mm-hmm. surprised you're not out. I'm surprised you're not out at a scandalous party the night you before know, New Year's Eve. December thirtieth. Chuck hasn't been in, the, in a party mood. This timeline doesn't make sense. Because a couple weeks ago, IMDb or Gossip Girl Wiki Trivia told us that the episode took place on November seventh. Now Chuck is saying that it's been three months since Gossip Girl's been gone. Mm. Uh, so it's probably been about like three months. And it's only New Year's Eve. So uh, the timeline... Maybe they're talking about Chinese sense. New Year in February. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe. I think they... <laughs> Almost definitely, actually. <laughs> <laughs> don't think so. But uh, <laughs> Chuck has made a full physical recovery from the accident. And uh, they really just used this first scene to just fill us in on every single thing that has happened during the, the hiatus. Yeah, maybe um, some of this stuff could have been on screen. But I guess it would have been Maybe. boring to watch. I don't know. I was really worried about this episode being boring because every time we do have like a big action episode, the next one is like, oh man, they ramped up to something big. And they, but no, what they set up was the big thing, and then they are going to ruin it and make it super boring when they come back. And I don't know. That isn't exactly what happened. It was still interesting. That to spoil my thoughts. Uh, it, it, we've seen much more boring episodes coming back from a brick. I'll say that. Yeah, I'll say, this wasn't boring. That's not. Right. I, the, the problem I have with this episode is not that it's boring. No, and that's uh, where I'm at. In this this part of the series, I'm just looking for stuff that's not bullshit. Like I'm happy with bullshit and just stupid chaos at this point. If it doesn't make sense, that's okay. I just want to see shit being thrown at the dartboard. Logic is out the reason. We're famously in the era where the writers are just no is not an answer. No, no bad ideas in brainstorming and no bad ideas in the Gossip Girl writer's idea. If you suggest something, it's going in the it's episode. Going in. <laughs> we will sure that shit. So. We flash back to the accident. There's going to be a lot of flashbacks in this episode. Uh, Blair oh and Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> Which <laughs> helps a, a new viewer a lot. Oh, yeah. No, it doesn't. <laughs> back to things that we've seen before. It's flashing back to what we've met. Like, we are going back to the hospital scenes that yeah. we had not seen. Um, they were backfilling uh, information yeah. for us. Right. And uh, they're being rushed into the hospital. Blood, neck braces. Uh, Chuck and Blair looking at each other. And then we cut back to Chuck and Louie inside now. And, uh, yeah, it's really, there's nothing wrong with like telling a story from the beginning to end. You don't have to use all these funny no, devices. You could go from start to finish instead of cutting in back and forth. Well, this is not a well they go to too often, so yeah. I guess they're just trying something here. Um, so while Louis is drying off, uh, naturally Blair is going to do come the downstairs. dog thing to dry off. No, no, I don't think so. he said to find Dorota to dry to dry him <laughs> off. I don't. I guess Dorota's got like a towel and she's just like no, matting him down. He did do something very unusual when he was drying himself off, but I can't remember <laughs> what it was. Like like wipe the back of his neck specifically uh, or something really <laughs> weird. <laughs> we had a flashback of our own to see. Um, yeah. So when Blair comes down and they lock eyes, we're gonna flash back again to them kissing in the car. And uh, Chuck explains to Blair that Louis invited him in back in present day. And Blair's like, oh, I should have known you'd manipulate someone. And Chuck's like, how can you blame me when you won't respond to my texts or calls? I mean, this is insane. And the reasoning is going to be more insane. But they just <laughs> declared their love for each other in the last episode, made plans to run away together. They got in a near-fatal car crash. And now Blair is just ghosting him? I would be going right. legitimately insane if I was And like, not to be too super blunt, he but is. the reason why they weren't together was sort of the baby. And now the baby's gone. 
So you think yeah, even more reason to be together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the opposite of that has happened. Like I paid I, the I driver to <laughs> crash the car and kill the baby. Now can't we be together? <laughs> so Brenda thinks severe trauma is uh, is formative for relationships. <laughs> yes, and that's a, yeah, no, what's noteworthy. The what's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> baby's dead what's the problem let's do it baby come on what's the problem we'll make another one chuck points out that he wanted to be there after for blair what after what happened to the baby um but blair points out that she survived without him and she plans on continuing to do so so she wants him to leave um but if he's not gonna leave then she will and she, she's gonna get out of there we see that chuck is desperate to know like what changed after the accident and obviously i can't i would be too yeah. I, I, of course and you know Blair asks before she leaves has it ever occurred to you Chuck that there's no such thing as an accident and uh, maybe this was the universe's way mm. of pointing out what's really important which so only should further have been our first tip off to the to the future god stuff that we're gonna yeah. get into yes. uh only further baffles Chuck because he's like we were the only thing that mattered and like they are having this whole conversation we really taking a sweet time drying off letting this conversation take place <laughs> he's driving off every single individual pube he's wiping off <laughs> I think he'd be rushing back in and be like, hey, hey, oh, hey, no getting back together on my watch. <laughs> that would do it, too. <laughs> so, you really got a feel for Chuck here. He's getting no answers here. And we are going to flashback again. They're kissing in the town car, Blair and Chuck. And they say that they can't wait to spend the rest of their lives with each other. And they tell each other, I love you. So, everything looks like it's going great here. Uh, Brendan, I guess, we're as, as a seasoned watcher of this show, mm. uh, were you like... What's going on? I gotta figure it out. Did you have some theories? I didn't own? have any theories, but I was just like, "This is just what they do in this show." Because I mean, there's been so many hurdles between the two of them, and any little bump in the road, and I guess it was more than a bump; it was more of a tree in the road, um, will kind of stop the two of them from getting together. So as soon as there's some something to divide them, it's gonna be a major issue, and then they'll get over it within a few. Unless you know something that that me and Nate both don't know, there was no tree in the middle of that, of that road. Oh, we, we couldn't decide what it was last episode, right? I thought that we it was like some was, sort of it was a wall. Someone described it as a wall. It was okay. It, it's like barrier. It wasn't like you know, yes, yeah, kind of like right. that. But now Not we know. Tree, we though. do know now. It was break fluid is what we couldn't get last time break fluid break fluid that's what we, we, it wasn't neither of us wasn't oil. not dog owners and not car guys maybe connor could have pointed out the brake fluid that was the problem last week because they, we they like, just showed us like a pile of like liquid underneath the car but like towards the back of it too so i we were supposed to just get from the liquid on the ground that there is no longer brake fluid in the car they'll know what they'll know what this means keep yeah. it moving so they give you they give you flashbacks to explain like really simple plot concepts but for like very major ones, they just give you fluid on the ground. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then it took it until we see the driver later on for him to be like, uh, "My bl- my brakes weren't working." I'm like, okay, good for him getting yeah, in. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah that's, uh, that was quite the moment, actually. <laughs> Louis comes back into the room to break up the flashback. He's like, "Hey, hey no flashing back in here. None of these, none of these." And he asks, <laughs> he asks Chuck if he's all right. And uh, Chuck relays the message from Blair, but he's like, "Ah, it's just her excuse to avoid me." And Louis wishes it was true. Apparently, Blair's excursions have become more regular. And uh, Chuck's like, is that why you were out in the rain? Uh, because you were looking for her? And he suggests asking Serena, but she's not telling Serena either. Won't even let Dorota accompany her. Um, and Louis yeah, Dorota's on he, towel he and thought... duty only in right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Louis thought that she was getting back with Chuck, but uh, Chuck points out that his presence only made her flee. So Louis's thinking of hiring a detective. He's like, no, uh, I, I want he... to be fucking her, but she won't let me. <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> Listen, I, I'd, I'd love for that to be the case, Louis, but unfortunately... <laughs> I love um, to fuck your wife, but I can't. 
Louis needs to know that the woman he's about to marry isn't having an affair. Uh, and at this point, and he will return, but not in this sense. I was like, is it time for Andrew Tyler to make his friend? Is that Andrew Tyler's music? Oh, boy. He will be back in this episode. Uh, not in person, but we, we'll hear his name. Louis about to say he wants to hire a PI, and he's not the one yeah, to hire a Yeah, he's got a piece of his own. Yeah. Listen, if you have to hire a detective to keep tabs on uh, your fiance or wife, as we'll see with Rufus, uh, maybe she is not the girl for you. <laughs> You think so? <laughs> Ask yourself what's going on. It worked out for me. I think you might not be the guy, hired? though. I think there might be some of that going on. <laughs> that, that also, yes. <laughs> have either of you ever had to hire a detective or a private investigator to uh, keep tabs on, on one of your wives? Not as far as she knows. Yeah, I was going to so. say, like, well, I'm a good enough detective on my own. I don't need to hire anybody outside. No, yeah. You always have a magnifying glass with you. I do. I'm, I'm either spying on Nicole or burning ants. Those are my two things about me. Magnifying glass is key, right? To... <laughs> To the spying. Yeah. That's just backwards, my eye looks hiding. big. <laughs> they're hiding things with very small letters. Yeah. <laughs> That's how the cheating works. Yeah. <laughs> right. I look at Duck's um, like, well, if we're both here, who could she possibly be cheating with? <laughs> a, because only one of them would be cheating. <laughs> like, it's, well, yeah. she's not cheating with me, and she's not cheating with you, her husband. Who could she be cheating with? And then we cut to Dan, who, like, obviously, we know that this is a love quadrangle, and mm -hmm. Chuck greets him with a, hello, Daniel. And Dan's like, what are, you, what are you doing in Brooklyn in the rain at night? And Chuck claims that he was in the neighborhood checking on his Brooklyn holdings and wanted to make sure Dan wasn't in another literary slump. Very thoughtful of Chuck. Yeah. If you're listeners who aren't from New York City, they covered a lot of ground in these, in these two interactions. And... Yeah. um. It's just insane for them to even consider the possibility that she would be cheating with, you know, one of the other million residents of New York City, just like yeah, no, any of the other ones. And then we get more exposition here with Dan. He's like, oh, thank you for mentioning my literary slump. You know, they gave me a, a deal for a second book, but now I actually have to come up with something. But I'm, I, you know, I, I can't do it. It's the same story last episode, too. Home. Didn't he, like, get this deal? And he's like, yeah, I haven't written anything yet. No, this episode no, no. still hasn't written a last single word. Week, no, 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 much different. Last week it was, "Hey Dan, how's it going?" And he was like, uh, "Well, that my they re they republished my first book, but they want me to write an afterword for it, and I can't think of anything to write for the afterword, so I don't know what to do." Oh, it wasn't now, a full-on book yet. Okay. Uh, I guess the afterword was so good. Now they want him to write a second book. He doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know what to write. The about. afterword of a book was so good, you, you get a deal for an entire second book. That's right. <laughs> All right. Okay. You think the book itself would do that, but I guess the afterwards would really get you the, the deals. Oh, it was the Twitter feud with uh, with himself that Katy Perry retweeted. Katy Perry is keeping books alive. That's right. <laughs> she always has been. You should be doing commercials for libraries. Yeah. Speaking of which, my Barnes Noble uh, nearby is closing down. So she's not no! doing too good of a job. Katy Perry retweet Barnes Noble. <laughs> <laughs> So Chuck asks Dan if he knew that Blair was back in town, and Dan stutters a little before he's like, no, I live in Brooklyn. And so without Gossip Girl, he knows nothing. And Chuck assumes that losing the baby made Blair realize he, she wants to be with Louis after all. Um, don't get that logic, get but that okay. And neither does Louis, because uh, Chuck points out that he thinks that Blair is having an affair. And Dan immediately is like, that's insane. And I, I do love Chuck in this scene. He's very calm. He's very measured. He's mm -hmm. like, well, how would you know? And he you knows you, you had that there's something's up with Dan. He doesn't know exactly what. But you can tell even, like, by the way, Dan's standing He's got that like I'm hiding something stand where his arms up and he won't. He he's not letting Chuck see anything. Behind. Yeah, yeah, you could tell and, Dan was a liar immediately. Yeah, and Chuck does seem like amused throughout this whole <laughs> throughout this whole conversation, and so Dan's like that doesn't make sense, and Chuck says that love doesn't make sense, and neither does Blair's behavior. So he lets Dan know that Louis is considering hiring a PI, but Chuck talked him out of it because he thinks Dan would be a much better choice as a PI, and 
sure what he's doing. Either the guy like uh, whose job it is to be a PI or Dan the writer. Well, because if he is suspecting that Dan is the one cheating, he's not going to tell him the truth. And if he's just going to spy on Dan being with Blair, I don't know why Chuck isn't. I I I don't. (laughs) No, I get what you're saying. But whatever. I'm trying to figure it out. No, that's not really. We don't need. We don't, we don't need to be detectives ourselves. Brendan, put away your magnifying glass. <laughs> okay, okay. Put it away. Put it away. Put it away. I'm trying to find my so, schmeckle, my dear boy. <laughs> so uh, Chuck tells him if you know if he has nothing to hide, then he'll want the truth to come out. And so Dan, uh, again, Chuck is looking very amused, and he tells Dan he looks forward to a full report. And I, I think Chuck has missed the scheming a little bit, so he's kind of just like, yeah, yeah let's just... Like he he like pretty much knows, even before he walks over here, that Dan's up to something, so he just wants to put the screws to Dan and watch him squirm a little bit. Cause he knows he, he's, yeah. he's always in control when he's, when he's talking to anyone, but especially when he's talking to Dan, cause he just, he always condescends Dan as like the lowly Brooklynite. That's right. And so as soon as Chuck leaves, of course, Dan closes the door. We see that Blair is in his room and she tells Dan that Chuck can never know the truth. And she gives him a hug. Now, did you guys think that they were daring have an affair with each other and i say dare connor because uh that is dan and blair's potential ship name for the people that want dan and blair to get together uh did, did, were you thinking affair at this point uh me no i, I don't know I, I know more about the show than he does obviously and i just know how the show works and how they're trying to show you this obvious potential plot line to then trick you later on the episode and i don't think any of us were really falling for it if you were a regular watcher yeah, I don't think you need to be a regular watcher. Okay. You can yeah, kind of see that this was a, it happened so early on. It was pretty clearly going to be a head fake to something yeah. else. And yeah. much like Brendan, Connor is a fellow runtime watcher. He's always <laughs> looking at the runtimes to see if this could be the twist. Yeah. Nope, yeah. no, nope, too much of the episode to go. Yeah. Um, Serena's typing away, and Anne is also in the penthouse. So <laughs> I don't know when Dan. Wait, how do they cover so much ground? So <laughs> now Dan is back in Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they skip through all the scenes of uh, being in traffic. I mean, that, that makes the show a little better. Yeah, maybe we can get an hour-long version of these shows where they're traveling back and forth. A, re- a real-time episode. Yeah. So uh, Serena wishes Dan a happy almost New Year, and uh, tells him everyone she loves December thirtieth in this show. I know. I, no, I think at this point it, it is, is now 31st. New Year's Eve. Yeah, yeah. She she asks. Uh, and if she'll see him at the spectator party tonight, I had forgotten until this episode that Serena still technically works for the spectator with her stupid little. I fucking forgot blog too. And now at this point in the series, it's like the biggest blog in New York City, which oh, I don't yeah. know what that means. The Gossip Girl's gone. Everyone's reading <laughs> the yeah, biggest rank, blog in New York City. They rank the New York blogs <laughs> specifically <laughs> inside New York. How do you rank internet things geographically? Blogs are, blogs are on the internet. So, like, <laughs> you mean in New York City? What? <laughs> Dan suggests uh, Serena give herself biggest transformation of the year, from busting Ben out of prison to being the biggest blogger in New York City, complete with a cool new computer. And that would Serena, be so who, funny. Course, I feel like he's obviously joking, but she would be like, "That's a good myself. idea." She would totally I, actually do that. I have grown. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> so, uh, Serena, of course, would never let that uh, go to her head. So she, oh. she tells she tells Dan that he can thank Gossip Girl disappearing for that because people are so desperate for new information they'll even read Serena's shitty blog. Maybe it really is only Upper East Siders. Yes, you didn't oh, paraphrase. Yes, her words. Saying, saying uh, her shitty blog. Maybe it is only Upper East Siders that are reading Serena's blog. So desperate to see some Upper East Side content. I can't see this oh. like, this sort of drama traveling that much further outside of New York. Right. So 
Dan's playing dumb, asks if uh, Blair is around. He, he heard she was back. And Serena's got no idea because uh, Blair hasn't been keeping to herself lately. Uh, let me see if I could do this right. He's being oh. a real Howard Hughes, if I do hey. say so myself. <laughs> huh? Huh? I Am I doing that right? I still don't get I it. I haven't watched The Simpsons yet. But I, <laughs> I haven't watched The Simpsons or The Aviator yet, no. but I think I just made a good Howard Hughes reference. Uh, Connor, <laughs> if you're a little lost, Gossip Girl makes Howard Hughes references an alarming amount of time. A person who I didn't know existed until this show and uh, will never know, will never stop knowing that he exists. I will never forget him again. <laughs> so XOXO Gossip Girl or the show? Um, References. Show Howard Hughes. Okay, the show. show okay. Yeah, yeah. The I thought in those little texts and oh, yeah. emails <laughs> or whatever, there's just constant <laughs> Howard Hughes references. Characters of the show have an intense knowledge of Howard Hughes and how he used to piss in jars. Uh, and they're not <laughs> oh. afraid of them. <laughs> Okay. You, you can kind of just use him as a blanket reference at this point. Anytime you want to compare someone to anyone, just throw in Howard Hughes. And I'm going to bring that into my personal life. <laughs> you should. No one will call you on it. They'd <laughs> no. have to know him. <laughs> Nate comes in. He's excited to see Dan. He apologizes for Inside not making the top 10 book lists of the year in The Spectator. Uh, that's ethical Nate for you. He would never let Dan's shitty book in just because they're friends again. And gotta say, they mention, like, Dan's like, oh yeah, I'm going to the party tonight because uh, Nate's finally forgiven me. It took Nate this long to forgive Dan for minimizing his character in the book? That's I, it's, crazy. It's, it, I don't believe that. I guess it's just because they haven't really had plots that uh, interconnected from then till yeah. now. But you don't have to write it in that like they've been fighting for eight episodes. Because that's that's not like our boys. That's not like good guy Nate to not forgive mm. him for this long. He's been too busy yeah, to even think about Dan. And so uh, Dan brings up his second book. And... I like this when Serena goes like, oh, maybe you should uh, set it in Alaska or make it a period piece. Like, subtly implying that he shouldn't make it about about them. Mm -hmm. And then Nate just comes in and destroys the subtext and goes, or maybe you should just not write a book that's about us. Like, yeah, Nate. That's what, <laughs> that's what Serena was saying. Serena was saying <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you for that. That was good, like, right, guys? Nate, aren't you a journalist <laughs> or a writer? I didn't no. read the first book. I'm still figuring out how to read the hookah instructions, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I heard it was about us. <laughs> but I'm mad. I'm, but I'm pissed. <laughs> but I'm mad. But I forgive you now. <laughs> so, thank you. Thank you for that. And so uh, Dan promises full disclosure, and uh, the trio walk out together. He, I'm not you know, not one to defend Dan, but Dan couldn't give them full disclosure last time because he never wanted the book to happen. Remember, Vanessa yeah, we don't went wanna, behind yeah, We don't want to rehash the whole, the whole thing, but yes. Yeah. Brett. Bre uh, producer Bebop, of course, telling us to move on and not to, not to react. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what the fuck? Move it along. Rufus is on the phone with Jenny, uh, sending her love from London, and you know, would have been nice to see Jenny, but they are referencing. Why, why least, even uh, mention her? It's so funny. Then Lily oh, goes, yeah. and Eric, don't forget my my son, who I have. <laughs> yes. Can we talk about the relative age of these of the actors who play these these people? The parents. Yeah, they seem incredibly young. They might be my age now. <laughs> I would say it could be remembering incorrectly, but I think in season one, uh, Matthew Settle, the actor who plays Rufus, is thirty eight, and Kelly Rutherford was thirty nine in season one. So if we're in season five, that would put them I'm at so probably forty two and forty three. Okay, and these are they already graduated from their elite prep high school, and they're now so. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay, no, what so, I'm what I'm asking is like like how are they so young? Oh, how okay, is this right, possible? Right, okay, so so canonically in season five, uh 
gen the these kids that they were talking about would be uh Gerrick is in his freshman year at college um and Jenny would be if she wasn't a uh, world famous fashion designer already okay gotcha that so nine, nine, 19 that meant somewhat that's up yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um Lily said that uh well Lily is wearing her uh her glasses in this scene but instead of uh, the sexy glasses I thought she was uh, giving grandma in this scene anything yeah she's mm -hmm. worn these before and i've mentioned these as sexy as well uh, but i think maybe i just have a grandma thing that i'm getting into now okay, get but, you, no these are good these, these are also <laughs> good they're not they're not my favorite yeah. glasses of her but i think it's just whatever she wears becomes sexy comes the set yeah comes right. sexy thing. so lily uh, doesn't have time to be sad about uh not seeing uh her her actual son and also jenny but uh <laughs> she said because she was hoping charlie would visit or at least call them uh Poor Lily, missing her fake niece since she ran away. Hates her real uh, children. And loves her fake no, ones. <laughs> Rufus told her, like, because before Charlie ran away at, in the mid-season finale, she told Rufus that she was a fraud and then just left. Like, I, um, has Rufus Nicole actually mentioned Lily? this, too, and I was like, I, th I think it's just because like, he might have either not fully heard what she was saying or there was so much commotion because they were in the hospital and there was a lot going on right. that he's like thought she was just having a freak out meltdown and just kind of brush it off. Right. So I was wondering, like, clearly he has not told Lily this and yeah. he's just like, yeah, just upper, life on the upper east side just wasn't for her. And, uh, you know, Lily gets it with all the paparazzi chasing Charles and Blair, but uh, they were just so close and Lily just wishes she had said goodbye. And, I, you know, I do feel bad for Lily because uh, Charlie was like the daughter she never had. Yeah, I mean, she'll be back because she's on main cast, right? I think. I thought she'd be back by the end of the episode, but then we're... This no, is worse than checking no. runtime. You're just assuming that main characters come <laughs> <Yeah>. back. <laughs> we'll be back. Um, but I'm right. We'll be back. Of course, of course. Uh, famously, Lily, uh, Lily does not give a shit about her actual daughter, Serena. She she only cares about Charlie. And everyone has been getting ghosted like so badly in this episode to the point where they both, like Chuck and and Lily, have been ghosted so bad they both have to hire PIs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. how they solve every problem in this show. There's well, no problem with PI can't solve. <laughs> yeah, when you can solve when you can solve it with money, then why not? And so not only is Rufus keeping Charlie's secret, he seems to be going to bat for her. He's like, hey, listen, you know, she knows what she wants. She doesn't want to be in New York anymore. And so Lily says that every time she calls Carol, uh, <laughs> she says that Charlie's just run out and, you know, can't blame Lily for not trusting her sister, especially when I, I think it's funny that Carol is using the same excuse every time Lily calls. <laughs> oh, you just missed her. She just ran out. <laughs> you could also just mix in like a couple like, oh, she hasn't been here all day or I don't know where she is. <laughs> you don't have to say she's, she's always just run out. Because <laughs> <laughs> I guess if you say she had, like, maybe if you say like she's been out all day, Lily's like, Lily be like, I'll wait. I'll wait for her to come back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Keep me on hold. So, uh, no one knows the Rose Woman like Rufus, and he says that Carol's crazy, but she loves her daughter. They both agree that pushing Charlie to talk to them would be a mistake, so uh, they're just going to hope that she's okay. I hope she's okay, too. I'm, I'm surprised we didn't see her by the end of, the, end of this episode. It was Uber. weird. It was weird. Uber and baby, we got 24 episodes to Yeah, fill. yeah. So... Dan finds Blair. Uh, he, he jokes that he had to peek on a lot of other brides before finding her because uh, he, she is trying on her dress. And he knew exactly what room she Blair, was in. He was yeah, just, it was, he was, a, just, it was a I peep mean, show. That's, just a, that's a creepy thing to say, too. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's why I don't like him at all. <laughs> oh, you don't like him at all either. Dan's been, a, 
He's been pushing the boundaries with his jokes yeah, recently. Fine. Remember last week, okay. his, uh, his famous heroin and womanizing joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think this is starting to sound like improv by. They're also Benjamin. not funny. I mean, like. <laughs> it's not really jokes, just statements, just creepy statements. That sounds like my brand of comedy, honestly, now that you mentioned that. That's fair. Blair starts to cry. Uh, Dan, Dan says, you know, um, let's get you out of the dress. And all Blair sees when she wears the dress is everything she lost. And Blair says, you know, it, it doesn't matter because a lot of work went into this dress and a bride can't just change her mind weeks before the wedding. Uh, you know, maybe the dress is a metaphor. Mm. And then uh, a second incident where, <laughs> instance where they set up the metaphor only for Dan to completely drop it and say that you also don't need to marry Louis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, notice, notice that. It was Dan, hard not to notice that. Dan's I the writer. Everybody, I think Vera Wayne came out again and was like, I know I'm just cameoing here, but uh, you know that was a bit direct, wasn't it? <laughs> so, Connor, did you really know who that was just by the sight of it, or you just got it through context? No, Corinne was sitting next to me, and she oh, went, she oh my God, that's Vera Wang. And I okay. said, well, yeah, I mean, the name is on the front of the store, so I guess that makes yeah. sense. But I wasn't sure if you like, had just gotten uh, wind of her through osmosis of Corinne's like line of work and stuff you're like oh i just i know vera wang i mean I, I knew yeah i knew of her but i would have not recognized her yeah interesting i so, I, I i only the reason why i flagged it up was because of her line delivery it's like that's a cameo because that was the funniest line reading i've ever seen <laughs> it was really good <laughs> you must be a cameo <laughs> i mean just play a game every episode spot the cameo <laughs> spot the cameo that you candidly. don't know Chuck Bass's line delivery is a little awkward too for your first time watching. Oh, hey, we're we're just used no to it. No one delivers yeah. a lot. Yeah, no one delivers yeah. a line. <laughs> very breathy, <laughs> eyes are very squinted. That's why he's so fun to do in the theater. Talks, no one in the world talks the way Chuck Bass talks. No. And when it's Louie and him having a conversation, it's like, oh, this is an incredibly <laughs> popular show. I don't know how anybody bears this. <laughs> I think Vera Wang should have taken a swing at doing a Chuck impression for her lines. Yeah, it'd really <laughs> be great. The guy who uh, D- Daniel is actually quite an actor. The guy who he was in yes. you, and yes, Pat is like, a great actor. He starts talking, and I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, even when, like he's having a shitty episode, I like him just because he's a breath of fresh air on a TV screen. Yeah, sure. agreed. And this is when Vera Wang drops by for her cameo to ask if everything's okay. Um, but Dan informs her that they, she needs to get married in another dress. So they're going to pull some some wonderful choices. Uh, My and question then is, did they alter asks, this dress yet? Or was it still from when she had the baby inside of her? Listen, I don't know. Okay. And Vera Wang was like, I saw this coming. That's what I mean. Well, that was my I, question because like it looks like looks like it fits really well right now. Yeah. Um, like, oh, I saw this coming. I pulled seven more. <laughs> I mean, like, they're probably like, twice I the price. Vera Wang took the brake fluid out. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> we solved it. <laughs> I, mean, like, I, I saw this coming because every time you look at this dress, you start weeping uncontrollably. Like I thought maybe you might want to. Yeah, yeah, that makes <laughs> the most sense. Maybe I thought we were onto something, so... but I guess I guess you're right. <laughs> Uh, Blair asks Dan why he's here, and Dan says, uh, yeah, we can wait till uh, after you find the right dress. And then just at that moment, someone walks by, gives a disapproving look, and whips out their phone. I was like, oh, only a matter of time. They're going to tell Gossip Girl. But no, Chuck seems to be staked out somewhere, and it turns out the girl was not sending the tip to Gossip Girl, but to Chuck. And I guess Chuck told this random dress girl to let him know when Blair was in for her fitting. And uh, she tells him that Blair is here with some guy who is not the prince and is also not a gay stylist, which, as far as she knows, how does she know Dan's not a gay stylist? Yeah, that's not fair. I agree. I guess based on the way I thought so as well. Yeah, maybe. I Dan guess. has been in his flannel era lately. 
for a while, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, he, they were like, that guy's not a stylist. That's <laughs> no, definitely a deadbeat be. author from Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Anything else? <laughs> so, uh, just as that happened, so, like I said, Ch- Chuck is getting tips from this random woman who we, we don't know how Chuck and she even know each other, but okay, sure. And... Chuck knows exactly who he is, describes Dan to a T, and uh, this girl confirms that it is him, and so Chuck announces that they need to move the stakeout to Barrowang. And uh, that's what that's what Chuck's going to be up to. He's going to be uh, spying on the person that he hired to spy. Again, like you said, and, it could have been just spying on Dan without pretending like Dan's his actual PI. Doesn't right. need to be happening. <laughs> right. Dan would be like, doing all this stuff for Carlos. Yeah, he wouldn't be. He's, yeah, exactly. not, he's not just helping Blair because he's helping Chuck. Right. Maybe he is. I don't know. I feel like no. My understanding. He's, he's her MVP. partner right now in this God stuff. So. Exactly. Yeah. This right, seems exactly. like an unnecessarily tangled web. That's sure. the show, Connor. Welcome aboard. Great. Serena and Nate are hard at work, and Serena's getting a lot of emails. And she explains to Nate that ever since Gossip Girl went into hiding, people have been sending their blasts to Serena, and there's thousands of unread messages because uh, Serena's just been ignoring them, um, and she thinks that. You know, since the police would not get involved, the best they can do is settle for Gossip Girl's silence. And uh, Nate tells Serena that uh, if she doesn't start posting their blast, then they'll go back to Gossip Girl or someone worse. And I guess. I guess by the Serena's going to agree with Nate, but I don't know how Nate thinks this is a good idea or makes sense at all. I don't understand it. No, one, it, one it, bit. It seems like selfish of Nate, and he sounds like he just wants the content to put out for himself. Um, but that's also not Nate's character. He, he wouldn't say something like right. that. I, I don't know. I also don't fully believe that Serena would see all these and not read them, being that we found out that she's one of the people that submits to Gossip Girl the most out of anyone on the entire Upper uh, East Side. Remember, he's been saying recently that, oh, we need to take Gossip Girl down. All she does is hurt people. So maybe she's consciously trying to not become Gossip Girl. And then she ultimately, by the end of the episode, does become the new Gossip Girl. Exactly. New and improved. New and improved. Wink. Much hotter, assume, assumably. <laughs> you just you, think, it sounds like you have a picture of Gossip Girl yeah. in your mind. I'm and, picturing and she's him. not attractive. Much hotter. No, I'm, I'm picturing <laughs> like a, a greasy old man. <laughs> it's okay. Greasy. It's very small. so greasy? <laughs> yeah. What about the messages is greasy? It's just a person. There's a lot of pizza and Mountain Dew behind this, uh, this character. Sure. Yeah, sure. I guess if you're going to run this entire scheme, you know? it's going to require... Serena's going to stay consistent. She says she doesn't want to hurt people. But Nate's like, well, the least you, could, least you could do is read them. And, like, what is that supposed to do? That just seems like for yourself then at that point. Just like, yeah, oh, yeah agreed. Yeah. What does that mean? I thought that when I when I watched this, what does the least you could do is read them mean? That sentence means an no, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't mean anything. Yeah. I don't know. least you could do is read them. Okay. <laughs> okay. <I guess. laughs> no, the least I could do is nothing, which is what I'm doing what I'm now. Doing. Yeah, I'm just leaving them in my inbox. Her her <laughs> inbox so... looks like my email inbox. Like I know people this drives people crazy when other people have like I... two thousand unread messages. That's that's what my email yeah. looks like. I just I have so much spam. I'm that. gonna go through all of it every day. It's insane. I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, you just leave it. I agree. Just leave I know. It. Team I'm Serena. Like getting... I said. I'm constantly getting rid of notifications, and when I have that one phantom notification that won't go away, even though you've opened all the emails, it is the most. It, it might be the worst thing. I mean, if, if I was down to... that low to like a point where I had a, a, a few I could actually open, I could see that annoying me. But at this point, it's it's just might as well be. I, I should just start a new email at this point. I have a yeah. I just want to get it as high as possible. At this point, the counter <laughs> is going to only go up. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> so Blair and Dan are on the sidewalk, not even h- trying to hide that they're hiding, <laughs> that they're hanging out together. And Blair 
wants to know why Dan is being so quiet. And Dan says it's because he's not allowed to question her marrying Louis. And he's not happy they're lying to everyone they care about. So we know that Dan is in on this, as as we could have assumed by the fact that uh, she was hiding it in, in his loft. But he also informs Blair that Chuck and Louis are already suspicious, so it would be better to tell them before they find out on their own. Which... I don't think so. I, I think it would be the same. So I, I see where Blair yeah, is coming what, from. Just what risk they're doing them. has nothing to do with the two of them, I guess, at the same time. Yeah. So the only people who know are Blair, Dan, and God. And, and God, God doesn't black. And, and the God. Uh, kill, marry, fuck. Dan, Blair, and God. Or Yeah, Dan, Blair, and God. You gotta fuck God or have seen those two big titties, of I course. think you have to marry God. I think that's just... That's kind oh of God, his whole, baby. kind of his whole thing. <laughs> Wait, we have all three answers right here. Fuck him between his titties, marry him, <laughs> kill him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You did a fuck marry kill of our own. All on God. All <laughs> oh on God. All on God. That's this. This part is going to get cut. Part, I think Brendan does does editing. <laughs> no, <laughs> Brendan's no. actually going to cut things when he edits. No, Brendan, this episode is too long to listen back to again. Yeah, makes it more oh, more already? vulgar. <laughs> yeah, it's too long. If it's over ten minutes, I'm out. I'm out. This is about checking the runtime of our own podcast mid-record. <laughs> um, Dan doesn't know how much longer he can keep this secret, and Blair reminds Dan that he promised, and she knows the situation isn't ideal, but needs him right now, and Dan tells Blair that she has him as he takes her hands and leads her into the building, and we see that Chuck is in his limo watching the whole thing go down. Like creep, like like a Chuck. Yeah, this was very you. Chuck of him. <laughs> Even you know. Even you know. Yeah, so, you just see it in his face. Uh, back to the spectator. Wiener is the worst political blunder and worst photo, uh, putting this show in a time and place. And Nate gets a text from a blocked number. I thought you were a journalist with integrity. Uh, Nate's assistant thinks that uh, maybe Wiener has his office bugged. Ha ha ha. And uh, mm-hmm. Nate actually responds to the blocked number for some reason, uh, which... Normally, you'd think you'd just, like, block the blocked number. Like, don't contact me. But yeah, uh, Nate I'm, I was In the modern era of phones, I'm confused by this. Like, the blocked call, sure, like, it looks like scam, likely, or whatever. But a blocked number, if it got through and texted you, <laughs> I don't understand. When you block a number, you can't text you anymore. I don't know. I, their, their number if, it, is if it's a person shielded. you don't know, it'll show up with, like, the phone number. Well, you know what I mean? I, don't know. I mean, people yeah, teleport between Brooklyn and Manhattan in the show, so I think I could buy that a... <laughs> The text message might get okay, through. Yeah. I guess this is not what to be upset about. <laughs> yeah. Eight text back, I am, who are you? And gets a text back immediately. Not important. What's important is that the paparazzi didn't cause Blair and Chuck's accident. I did my research. Do yours. So at first we're like, who the hell is this? Uh, did you guys have any, uh, any theories? I was pretty yourself? sure it was Gossip Girl. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. I, I, had, I had no idea. Yeah. I guess well, I, 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 sometimes with these things I don't care. I'm like, well, they don't want me to know right. yet. I'm just going to wait. And th- they'll yeah. tell me soon. That's very lazy no. TV watching. That's like, <laughs> I know I know TV watching is lazy generally, but that's like adding a whole new layer. Usually, of it makes, no, I love it. usually it doesn't matter. I'm like, ah, whatever. It's, 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 it's going to be a stupid thinking. answer regardless. So I watch it. If something comes to me and I'm like, oh, I bet it's it's this, like it'll happen, but I'm not going to actively try. I'm, I'll put my magnifying glass down. I'll be like, well, you tell me. You tell me, you tell me bitch. I know you, I know you will eventually. <laughs> so, knowing now that this is Gossip Girl, it is so crazy that uh, <laughs> she is like a reporter. She's like, Gossip Girl is the one reporter who somehow knows the truth about the car accident. Yeah, I, I, I forget that Gossip Girl's not been on like a, a bender of being an investigator now because they have to do all their work on their yeah. own. 
nothing else to do. Yeah. Well, Gossip Girl clearly cut the brakes, right? I mean, like, <laughs> she's the only one who knows how it happened. Has to be. Well, maybe that is. Or is at least involved. I know you guys are like, they'll tell me eventually. Last episode, we we got a. You didn't see the last episode, but there was like a funny phone call between Chuck's cousin and a woman who was sexually involved with Nate, and you have to assume they're involved somehow. Right, right. A lot of potential options here. Uh, Chuck is on the phone with Dan, who he is spying on. Uh, I was really uh, vibing during this scene. The uh, the. The Boom Shaklak Clack song came on, and I was I was vibing I was, out to it. I didn't it. know uh, yep. it, but I was singing Boom Shaklak Clack along boom, with it. Boom, you really can't not sing you it. cannot sing it around the house. The episode had some strong music choices overall. I didn't I yeah, didn't know. Yeah, they they were at least we're keeping that element of the better of the than show. a six point nine on IMDb. This should be a seven five yeah, on music yeah. alone. And they had the cover so, of that. Um, is it was it is it the Cure that they were covering towards the end? The that song? It's really I don't know. Sing it again so not. I can tell. Uh, <laughs> I don't know any of the uh, words. <laughs> Always helps. No, you, could, you could hum it into Google. I've seen the commercial. It'll tell you. How easy is that? If that actually works, because that is a huge game changer. Yeah, yeah. The amount of times I've gotten stuck and stuck, saw a song stuck in my head, and I'm like, what the fuck is that? It's very but, frustrating. And it does work. Yeah. Even for, if wow, it works for is... Connor, who is. Yeah, famously tone deaf. <laughs> you guys did that, and I thought about joining, and I was like, "They don't deserve this." The listeners don't deserve don't this. Deserve it. Most tone deaf person I've ever met in my life. <laughs> so, Chuck asks Dan how the slew thing is going, and is like, "Anything uh, to report?" And Dan denies it. So uh, Chuck relieves Dan of his duty, thanks him for his diligent effort, and Dan apologizes for not being able to find more answers. And so right away, Chuck calls Louie, tells him he was right about Blair. They need to talk. Um, a Chuck and Louie team-up was definitely not, not what I thought was going me. to happen in the back of this season. Um, well, so I thought maybe it'll make Louie more interesting. It ultimately did not. But <laughs> I am happy when they try new team-ups. They try so I, I, was yeah. happy, I was happy with the uh, no, a, a little shake-up here. I, I, I enjoyed Chuck and Louie being together. It was, it was very weird. Every time they cut back to them in their little headquarters together, I laughed. Yeah. And I was, I was like, I can't believe this is happening. I think like a team up more, like a, a new team up more just when there's a prospect of it forming a new relationship with two people. But in this scenario, you know, these two can never like be friends. So it's kind of pointless. Yeah. At the end, they pretty much like shake hands and are like, okay, we're going to be back to hating each other. Yeah. Other fans out of the way. It's uh, me against you. <laughs> and he was never <laughs> really out of the way. We didn't realize. <laughs> we really got that whole thing. It's not, not really right at all. Let's just move on. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> And then Chuck almost gets hit by a cab while he's on the phone. And you had oh to know God. this scene. One of my biggest laughs of the episode is later on when we see the other angle of it. It's so good. Yeah. Well, at first, I mean, I, I know I have seen this episode already, but the fact that he almost gets hit by a car, I'm like, you're not just going to have that happen for no reason. Like, that's. I thought <laughs> like, that. I was like, that was stupid. That was like such a half assed little fake car. Were you crash. Like, oh, were- were you like, oh, that's uh, okay? Was that all script? Was it was the cab driver improvising here? <laughs> <laughs> that Anytime good. anything happens, like I, I literally just said, I'm such a passive watcher and don't try to figure things out. But then at the same time, anything that anything happens, I'm like, there was a reason for that. Although with Gossip mm. I guess you don't actually know that for sure. That's what it is. It's the show is just special in that way. <laughs> <laughs> Always keeping us guessing. <laughs> so. so uh, Connor, did you think the uh, the the taxi would come back into play? No, I didn't think twice about the taxi. <laughs> so <laughs> <It was> incredibly <laughs> unnecessary. <laughs> I thought it was a good, like 
I thought it was to get Chuck Bass's jawline a little more. I thought it was one of those uh, just like to make him look more cool. I want to say this was like that point was like the the line in the sand was drawn here where the show was going from complete soap opera to just like comedy. The second half of the episode was just all last for me. It was so funny. All, all like the payoffs they wanted to give us was just the funniest shit ever. Right. I did laugh a lot at this episode. Don't know if that was the intention no, of, the, no. of the episode. <laughs> so. I don't think so. Louis is waiting for Serena. Uh, he tells Serena that Blair has said no to every invitation since they've returned to New York. So no luck in convincing her to come to the party tonight. And so Chuck also arrives, very cordial with both Louis and Serena. And he, he's like, you're right. Blair's having an affair. Uh, with, <laughs> he says, with your ex to Serena. And then he says, I'm referring to Dan, not the myriad of men since. <laughs> now that's the joke. That's of the, that was, that he good. was trying to be funny with that one. Yeah. That is the joke of the episode I've ever heard. When that I made me laugh. And laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like the that's the Serena version of anyone making fun of Lily for having many husbands. Many husbands, yes. And they, same you joke. This is the year I can say, and many husbands to you. <laughs> many husbands to you. <laughs> so, um, Serena denies this because Dan said he hasn't seen Blair since they got back from Europe. But uh, Chuck, you know, plainly says, and can lie, and um. He's like, he could lie to you, just like he lied to me. And Louis is also skeptical, because Chuck clearly has his own agenda. But Chuck came prepared. He had the driver take a picture. Like, Chuck can't even take his own pictures. Uh, he has to have his driver take a picture. <laughs> and there it is. Plain as day. Uh, but Serena, again, the voice of reason, says that just because Anne is seeing Blair doesn't mean they're having sex. A solid point, again, once uh, from hey, Serena. you want me to not like Serena? Listen, she's, she's gotten everything right this episode. She has. I know. And she looks so great while doing it. <laughs> and then, and then Chuck's like, it's a, "It's a private residence. She has a key. What else would they why, be doing? Why couldn't they could just fuck in her own place? <laughs> it's the key. The me. key. If you ever have a key, you're banging whoever's in there. It's just <laughs> how it works. It seems like they're probably doing literally anything else because why would they be getting a key to a separate place to be having sex? Yeah, <laughs> but I just use this place. I do think it would be cool to have like a phys- like a big metal key for your like your front door. We should bring that back." Yeah, um, we we got we got a nice when we stayed at a motel we had to stay at for a, for a wedding I went to last year. Uh, we got a nice big key to come with the door. Oh and yeah, they really hyped up the key to the point where it was very comical. And was it's it a, Brandon a who's who made the key? He's like, I've always wanted a key. I made the key. It's oversized. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so. Louis coming around on believing it, but Serena reminds them that they still don't have proof, which is what they need if they're going to gang up on Blair and accuse her of cheating, um, especially all that she's been through. And uh, at this point, Connor, you're right. I'm like, all right, Serena, actually having Blair's best interests this time, unlike last week. Oh, at the same time, maybe she is just in denial that Dan would be sleeping with Blair, because as we know, she has got a little bit of crush on Dan again. So maybe she's just in denial, uh, looking for other options. And ooh, that was a little foreshadowing by you. Foreshadowing. <laughs> Listen, so, so, um, so Chuck's like, I bet Gossip Girl has a treasure trove of photos. And for some reason, Serena feels the need to brag that actually she gets those tips now. Uh, but I'm not going to use them to destroy people's lives. So, <laughs> And then Chuck and Louie are like, come on, if he's innocent, who cares? And then Serena's like, all right, if you guys want to spend your New Year's Eve doing that, have at it. Like nothing um, that they'll and, use this. I, right. I, I and she's it, like, it doesn't get out. But still, like, of course, Louie... Louis, Louis Laptop Guy loves to go on laptops and send shit out to his Louis Laptops, baby. That's the nickname. <laughs> Louis 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 laptops. He does. He does love going he on those laptops. It. Like, Oops, I was bad the game. Saying, <laughs> instead of just saying no, Serena says yes and then tries to guilt them out of it. Like, you know, after all that Blair's been through, it'd be nice if he just got her to the party instead. 
Um, and she's she right too. Just like, can you just you who who is supposed to marry her, especially? Can you just be her fucking like future husband and just go to the party with her instead of? Yeah, you could be like, hey, are you cheating on me? <laughs> right. Instead <laughs> of the hanging way. out with the guy who and wants she, to fuck your future wife. And she would be right. like, no, she'd be like, no, I'm Catholic. And he'd be like, okay, that's not um, related. <laughs> <laughs> that's not even the question I asked, but okay. All right. <laughs> uh, Rufus gets a phone call. And speaking of the great Andrew Tyler, great. it is him. On the other hand, Mel got served is cheering Hell from, yeah. from her home. Um, Rufus tells Andrew Tyler that Lily just went upstairs uh, because he thought it was a personal call. It's, it's very funny that Rufus thinks that Andrew Tyler and Lily just chat sometimes when he's off the clock. And maybe they do. They <laughs> maybe they do. Um, but apparently Lily has asked him to look into something. Big day for private investigations on this show. Yeah, it really is. I, I, I'm Again, I'm glad at this point in the series that the parents are kind of just background work at this point And they're not going to get yeah. into some stupid fight over this. Rufus is like a little ticked off at first. And, he, and at the end tries. of the day, he's just like... All right, whatever. Let's just let's just be friends. Rufus wants to be mad, but Lily's just like, I'm glad you're not mad. And he's just like, well, okay. <laughs> oh, I guess, I guess I'm not mad. <laughs> Sexy grandma lady <laughs> says I can't be mad. <laughs> so Nate's looking at pictures from the night of the accident. He can tell from the pictures that the motorcycles weren't even close enough to run Chuck and Blair's they have car into the wall. Two wheels. Two wheels. Cars have four wheels. Limos have four wheels. Brake <laughs> fluid. Know <laughs> doesn't have wheels at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Nate thinks, based on all that, he thinks the anonymous texter might be right. Uh, the front of the car was so damaged the police couldn't even inspect it. It sounds like the cops did a terrible job with this investigation. Between Serena saying that uh, the police didn't do anything to Nate saying that they couldn't even uh, inspect the car. Um, the, the driver passed a breathalyzer test, but Nate wants to speak with the driver himself. But by the skin of his teeth. Nate he can't trust. He bike. just passed, <laughs> yeah, barely. You know, seven. So. <laughs> <laughs> now, Nate is uh, is going to invite the limo driver to the party, which is It's crazy choice. that the limo driver shows up to this party. Because he, know, yeah. he knows why he's there as soon as he walks in. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I'm here to talk about brake fluid. <laughs> right. But he dresses up for the party. He has like, a glass of champagne in his hand. He's there to party. Uh, I mean, you would be, t- I mean, you got invited. If you get invited, you might as well enjoy yourself. Honor, we know that Brendan had put down his magnifying glass. Uh, did you have your detective hat on? As a novice to the show, what did, what did you think was going on here? Um, You know, this is actually when I was more in Brendan's point of view, where I was just going to go ahead and see what happened, because uh-huh. it was such a silly moment. It, it's really getting and, too hairy right now, right? Yeah, and I don't really know the characters well enough yet at this point, which is a which is another challenge. Yeah, I'd say it's almost like difficult to hold on at this point if you're a new watcher. Yeah, and I, and I was too obsessed with the fact that all the actors were famous from other things now, and that kept being very distracting for me. <laughs> I kept being like, I know that guy from this thing. Uh-huh. And then I was Googling their name. Yeah. And I'm like, his <laughs> name is Chase Crawford, and he's from... There it is. Yeah. So, shout, out to, shout out to Nate Archibald. It's Chase Crawford. New uh, fan Lily favorite. comes downstairs, very... Fan favorite. Lily comes downstairs, very excited about karaoke, which is very adorable, yes, and uh, the correct amount of enthusiasm for karaoke. Uh, she would love Mike's bar. She would love Mike's Bar, one of the best places to do karaoke, and also famously the, the end of the Lindy Bar Crawl coming to you in 2024. End of the 12 Days of Crawlmas. 12 Days of Crawlmas. Meg Donahue is working on the Adventureland-style Lindy Crawl map as we speak. And wait, and 
Then Rufus has to burst her bubble by saying that Andrew Tyler called. While he's standing against the wall with his arms crossed like a bad boy. I need that image of Rufus. Uh, hopefully I could find it on Google Images as the, as, as the image I used to, to tweet out this podcast. Because he looks so stupid. <laughs> so you saying he doesn't look like a bad boy? No, I didn't think so. Oh, come on. Um, give him, give I'm him. not going to lie. I hated every scene they were in because all I could think about was how young they were. Really, just maybe I just felt insecure the whole time. And Even I just with the grandma really glasses, it. you didn't think she's maybe in her forties. Yeah, no, she maybe, 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 but not, exactly. not by much. Well, <laughs> yeah. so, very hot with the grandma glasses. I was like, please put on different <laughs> glasses so I could focus on the show. <laughs> Lily just wanted to make sure Charlie was okay. You know, pretty noble reason. Um, and Rufus tells her that. Andrew Tyler didn't say anything, and you know you should feel good about the fact that your private detective is discreet enough not to mention the assignment to your husband. Which, okay, so Andrew Tyler is good at his job. Good for him. Weird thing for Rufus to be annoyed about. <laughs> Lily yeah. cannot control. <laughs> <laughs> and Lily and Lily just responds to that by being like, "I'm happy, you know. This was never supposed to be a secret. So happy you're not mad at this." And then, you know, Rufus lets her call Andrew Tyler back. Uh, and again, it's like. Can you blame her for not giving this up? Again, this is someone who thinks that this her family member just disappeared on her. Yeah, someone who like seemed like they were committing to living with them full time is just now gone. I would right. be confused as well. Right. So Lily calls, asks about news of Charlie, and she seems a little surprised and reports to Rufus that Charlie never left New York. She is still here. Um, and yes, Charlie never considered this. Uh, and I you know, can't really blame her for it, I guess. But bad news cutting contact with Lily, or not bad news, but bad Bad move, idea, I guess. Yeah. Uh, bad idea. Uh, cutting contact with Lily because uh, this causes Lily to get a private investigator on her ass, which is like the worst case scenario for someone pretending to be someone that they're not. Yeah, especially when you're calling Carol daily and she's like, "Oh, she's she's here, but just like not with me," because Carol lives in Florida. <laughs> so when you find out she's not in Florida, you're like, "Oh, well, now something's up." She's not actually in New York. The real Charlie. The real Charlie was in New York. Remember? Oh, that's who Andrew Tyler found. Oh, I thought I thought like the yeah. one. I get it. I kind of thought that our Charlie Rose was also in New York still. And they just happened to Andrew find Tyler the wrong one. Found, he he found, found the real, the real Charlie Rose. Yes. Right. But I still think Charlie, that Charlie, our Charlie is still hanging around somewhere. Our Charlie could is. be anywhere. Yeah, she could be anywhere. So Blair and Dan back together. Uh, Blair tells Dan of her phone call with Louis where uh, he tried to get her to come to the spectator. Uh, and Dan's like, listen, you got to come. You're a princess. You got to start going to social events. That's your job description. And uh, Blair's like, I'm not ready to deceive, you know, everyone, everyone who knows me. And Dan laughs and calls Blair the most accomplished liar he knows, except for maybe Jenny. But Blair's the one who trained her. Uh, Jenny's getting all kinds of mentions today. It really is. Yeah, who is Jenny? Jenny was just catching like, strays left and right. Jenny is uh, Dan's younger sister. Um, also, Blair's much fiercest rival i guess even though she was two years younger than they were uh and then ultimately jenny was blair's successor uh became queen bee herself before uh getting run out of town uh, blair banished jenny from the upper east side so that is you know it's very oh. very divisive and, character like, and dan's like fire. thanks thanks for kicking my sister out of the neighborhood i'm just gonna uh, Dan's come around on it. He said, you know, everyone agreed. The whole family actually agreed that it was for the best that Jenny yeah. got the hell the, these out of two, okay. These two that are hanging out a lot aren't, haven't been fr they, they weren't friends for most of the series, honestly. But they hated each other for yeah. most of the series. And now they, this is the first season they've been like, well, it started last season, actually. Well, things can change very quickly in the Gossip Girl universe, of That's course, right. as we Absolutely. all know. Absolutely. So uh, Dan Pump pumps Blair up by asking her, what is a lifetime of blackmailing authority figures and casting out townies if it doesn't add up to the ability to at least feign a marginal level of happiness at an office party? Which, well said, Dan. Couldn't have said it any better. <laughs> yeah, that was great writing. A little, like, 
like rhetorical flourish there. It was very nice. I don't know where that came from. They have one in them per episode. <laughs> yeah. Now, if Blair successfully banished Georgina to Belarus, then uh, she can watch the ball drop on Nate's big screen, and Dan gets through to her. Uh, so, you know, she's going to agree to come to the party tonight. And uh, while they're doing that, Chuck and Louie are in their headquarters together. And again, like I said, uh, seeing the two of them together just made me laugh every time. It's it's very just absurd. Just the visuals, good. And, right. And so uh, Chuck has found at least a dozen photos of Blair and Dan. And Louie knows that Blair's going to have a story ready. So uh, how will they know what the truth is? And again, if you are going through all of this to keep tabs on your fiance, maybe she is not the one. Yeah, this is not ideal. This is not. This is not like the the wedding is close too at this point. It's yeah. Like, a week away. Or, and this is like one, one of many bumps in the road between the two of them, too. Like, I, I would away. just be giving up. Do you just like wave off the private investigator on the wedding day? It's like, not now. I see her right there. She's in the, we're in the clear. Just like, I think we're all right. I think we're about to get married. <laughs> so we have made it to the event of the week. Uh, Dan shows up at the spectator party. Uh, there greets Nate. They're throwing some lighthearted jabs at each other, but they're still bros. Kind of kind of like yeah, us, bros. how we do on the podcast. Yeah. So. Uh, Nate says that according to his lifestyle edi- editor, you're more likely to stick to resolutions if you put them down in writing. So uh, he wants Dan to write his down. Episode relatively timely. We did we did just enter the new year. Mm, um, yeah. yeah. Do you guys have resolutions at all? Are you are you resolution guys at all? I want to read more books this year. Okay. Mm, I said that last oh, year I made a goal for 12. twelve books and I got through half of one. So let's keep it with okay. twelve. Again. Half of the goal or half? No, of half one of book. one book. Okay. <laughs> and it was a picture book, obviously. It was one of the ones that you press the button and inside there's a song that goes along with it. Um, it is a book that Nate's trying to read as well. Yeah, yeah. It reads it kind of okay. reads, reads it to you. Uh, I don't really have any resolutions besides just like mm, might might do a half marathon. I haven't done one in a little while. Nice. I'll do one with you. When do you want to do it? Um, April. It's a great month. It is a you good month. You guys know there has to be a race scheduled, right? You guys can't just There's like... always one around. We'll find one. If not, we'll... <laughs> we can make... You know what? We'll have Meg Donahue write up the uh, the route for us. She loves doing that sort of thing. Yeah. The half marathon of Pup Miss. Yeah. Nailed it. So, <laughs> so <laughs> Louis goes to... Oh, my, my resolution was to... Uh, Get into TikTok in the year 2024, which I think is probably the opposite of most people. Yeah, that is the opposite of everyone's. Because <laughs> the thing is, Twitter has become like near unusable, so I need yeah, it's something. Yeah, it's real bad. Up. It's like I need so, a new addiction. Give me what? A, what was that? I, the I dopamine do is addiction. not working anymore. I, 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 I got into Twitter uh, way late, and uh, maybe I should. Get, I don't. I don't want to get into TikTok. It just seems like such a. A sad time sink that'll get you addicted in a, a, a way that'll right. give you like if you don't really have ADHD, it's going to give it to you. The way it feeds you exactly what you want to see is not great for your the yeah. rest of your life because it's very hard it's, to turn off. That's why Twitter is um, great right now because it doesn't give you anything you want to see. No, 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 no. Just it's like, good for you. Here's, here's where <laughs> I'm at right now. Just a little peek into what what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Twitter has gotten so bad, and I don't use any other social media that sometimes when I because I just have reaction to if i'm watching like say you know if i'm watching tv or something and i like get bored for a second i pick up my phone and it, now instead of going to twitter i will just like go to my text messages and just start reading rereading conversations <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay yeah insane. I've you been could re-reading. Use <laughs> <laughs> you're allowed <laughs> and, and I'll, I'll like read it and just be like oh, that was a pretty funny thing that i said <laughs> <laughs> start rating your own jokes <laughs> start belatedly haha reacting to my own text from like days ago hey, you should do that i like that not a bad idea 
<laughs> so it'll be my new bit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, Someone's going to buy Twitter back from Elon Musk just to make you stop. <laughs> <laughs> Louis, Louis goes to consult with his new bestie, Chuck, and uh, he says that Dan practically ran the other way when Blair arrived. So Serena's still skeptical, though. They're looking at the pictures. He's like, I know it looks bad, but they are friends. They can just be talking to each other. And uh, again, I love that Serena is the one giving them the benefit of the doubt. I am all for Serena right now. And uh, she suggests they were just talking. Uh, Chuck, Chuck knows that you don't rent secret apartments to talk to friends. And I don't know. Maybe, that that should, must be you, Chuck. That's, that's what happens with you. Let's rent a secret apartment. I mean, that's basically what a podcast studio is. You rent a secret, secret apartment, apartment. You have talks with friends. That's yeah. the Happy Boys Hangout right now. It's our little secret apartment. Mm-hmm. Invite only. That's right. You need an actual key to it, I think. Big, big key. Big, big <laughs> Massive yeah. metal key. <laughs> so Chuck feels like he's put the pieces together. He's like, this is the one thing that explains why Blair stopped confiding in Serena and why she stopped talking to that's Chuck. Annoying. They've they purposely like, just given us just enough to think like maybe they could be hooking up. Even like they had like, the little handhold thing later on, but they don't give us anything close right. of like lips touching. The thing is, I love Chuck saying this with Louie in the room where he's like, obviously Blair would be talking to me as she usually does. It is if, so funny. If it wasn't, if it wasn't, when, when, when Louie calls him out earlier and is like, you have other uh, motives. And it, Chuck is kind of like, well, yeah. I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know it's that. It's insane. And Chuck like, is completely correct. The only reason she's not cheating on me with Chuck is because she's cheating on me with Dan. Must be. It's the only thing that makes yeah, sense. So we must stop Dan. <laughs> and, and once he stops Dan, then we stop Chuck. Then, we must stop. <laughs> then I take Dan and I use him to stop Chuck. <laughs> but then he goes back to Dan. It's like, you don't have to then marry I take, her. Then I take Chuck and I stop Dan. And this is my life for the rest of the until Rufus gets involved in this, it's really weird. <laughs> when Rufus gets involved with the kids, it, it is a nightmare. You don't want to see. You don't want to see that. Yeah, I could tell. He just starts yelling. It makes no sense. <laughs> so, so, um, Louis Louis tells Chuck that if uh, Serena alerts Blair, then she could make sure she he never tells him anything either. Again, not following the logic here, but Chuck's like, "You have a point." So they're they're gonna, um. Louis has an idea, is basically what I'm trying to say here. I, I, he says they'll never be able to lie about this in front of everyone. And Louis Laptop is at it again. Louis Laptop. So uh, instead of being like Serena and just asking Blair what's going on, Louis also, Laptop great is going to for right? Louis Laptop because I think they just got a new HP sponsor. Oh, yeah. Well, they point out Serena's new computer. Yeah. And there's a couple yeah, different like, HP we've seen. Like center yeah, screen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and oh, then it I does like a twist. <laughs> I love on Gossip yeah. It's the best product placement. Um, and Louis Laptop sneaks onto the computer. Uh, remember, he famously, ha- as as he is Louis Laptop, he famously has access to the spectator, even though he is the one character on the show that doesn't work for the spectator. And he has the power to post whatever he wants, <laughs> as we know. <laughs> as we know. And so I guess the Prince of Monaco comes with perp- perks. So uh, he adds a slide to the slideshow of the most secret affair superlative and adds the picture of Blair and Dan. And Nate's assistant walks in and asks, she's like, can I help you with something? And Louis covers by saying that, uh, ah, yes, Nate told me I could use his his office for some Monaco business. Uh, easily fact-checkable. I'm glad that... I'm glad that this stupid lie doesn't work on... Because she'd have to be so dumb yeah. to buy this. Uh, and, and immediately she's like, okay, I'm gonna check. And so, <laughs> yeah. He, he does not get away with it. I would be afraid to be in a room alone with this man. He is such a scary-looking motherfucker. I don't know. Something about... Yeah. Not, when he, I, like, I he's caresses her style. arm and says... Yeah. Happy New Year! Happy New Year to you. I'll be like, ow, <laughs> ow! He's hitting me. It would cause you physical pain. <laughs> yeah, it would. He burns. <laughs> Serena talks to Blair in the bathroom. Uh, she she calls Blair out for hiding. Hey, shout the out time. to Serena again. The only one who did anything reasonable the entire episode. Okay, until she starts being unreasonable, and we're getting into yeah. a very 
very soon. Um, <laughs> I think it was Blair, a great what's decision. Going on? Yeah. <laughs> so, Blair blames it on the wedding planning, but uh, Serena calls bullshit immediately. Uh, Blair, you've had your wedding plan since you were 12. And so whatever it is, she can tell her. And, you know. By the way, I, not not the stressful part of wedding planning, by the way, uh, Serena. <laughs> like nobody's <laughs> like, nobody's like, oh, the the part where I picked out what my dress would look like. I'm so stressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like dealing with the vendors leading up to the wedding is a stressful part. Totally but Blair, reasonable Blair doesn't part have to deal with any of that part, though. Her, she only has like one job is to get the dress. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. And she's, yeah. Vera Wang does most of the work. <laughs> she's got like seven of them ready. Yeah. I do love to pump up Connor's girl again, Serena. Serena doesn't get mad at Blair for not telling her. She just assures her, you can tell me if you want. Yeah, usually we'll cause a fight. <clears throat> right. And then a flashback to Blair in the hospital. Finally, we're getting to the good stuff. We're here and we're like, this is going to answer all our questions. And it does, not in a logical way, not in a satisfying way, but they will be <laughs> They sure answered. will. <laughs> so we, we see Blair finding out she lost the baby. She starts sobbing, understandable. And Serena's right next to her, takes her hand. So beautiful that Serena is the one by Blair's side through all of this. And um, Blair asks where Chuck is. And Serena tells her that Chuck lost a lot of blood and never woke up. It was funny so when she asked where Chuck is and then she looks back at the nurse and then the nurse goes, like gives her a nod that she can now tell... <laughs> Blair it's almost like they wrote well. this episode and Chuck being alive was supposed to be the twist. And then they were like, that won't work. <laughs> yeah. Rewrite said, the whole are... thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, maybe. And yeah, so we see Chuck getting wheeled away. We hear the doctor asking, any word on a family member for that blood transfusion? Again. Unnecessary. To include if, it's Unnecessary. Not, if it's not going to mean anything. Because we, 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 <laughs> we know that could have meant something because he doesn't really have family anymore. But right. it's really just a and throwaway. Well, we know that uh, Uncle Jack was on the phone at the uh, end of last okay, episode, yeah. the only family member we know of from, from Chuck, unless uh, the the woman who may or may not Didn't be they try to use monkey's blood? Chuck is, for some reason, barking a lot so long. He's been making like... A dog impression of Chuck this episode. He's been making like dog puns. He's like, sorry, but no, no one knows that uh, he has dog blood in him now. So when he says like, sorry, Serena, I've been having a rough time with this. No one understands that he's like making puns. As he's walking around, all he's like, boy, am I okay. dogs barking? And he's going through you deep will, depression because he can't stop making them. It's just like, <laughs> you will get that on the drive home. So, <laughs> so uh, we see Blair like actually praying to God, uh, saying, please, God, you have my baby. You can't take Chuck, too. If you exist, let him live. I'll do anything. I promise I'll keep my vow to marry Louis and never be with him again. And at that moment, a doctor opens the door and interrupts her praying and tells her that Chuck Bass would like to speak to her. So this is what's going on. This is why Blair has not been speaking to Chuck. Now, of course, I do need to point out how stupid this is. And I hate that it's literally God now that is causing the drama between Blair and Chuck. And the deal she made to was more home. of like a deal with the devil type thing than deal with the God. Yeah. As to why they can't be together, it's now God. And I, I, I have to point out, again, even if you do believe in God and you think that he has a vested interest in your relationship for whatever reason, God did not even ask Blair to give, to, to give up Chuck and marry Louise. Yeah, she made up these she, terms she, on her own. <laughs> This is something that Blair completely suggested on her own. And, and then yeah. because Chuck coincidentally got better right after, now she has to obey this guy. I, and can I we talk about the right talk. after for a second? Because that nurse opened that door like the second she was done with her prayer. So she had to walk over there. So he was already okay before yeah. she started talking. Yeah. No, if, if her prayer was like maybe 10, 15 seconds longer, it would have been interrupted. Then she would have known like, oh, well, this wasn't because of my doing. Which is bad timing. Right. It's bad, bad timing. It's real bad timing. I already, I already hated I the fact that she was praying 
that bothered me a lot. And I was like, ah, oh, I, I respected you, Blair, and that ruined her a little bit for me. <laughs> and then, and then once we go as far as we do in this episode with the God stuff, I come back around the other way where it's entertaining. Love it. <laughs> Bring him in. Make God an actual character <laughs> <laughs> with big breasts. <laughs> so Blair goes to speak to Chuck in the hospital. Remember, the the nurse just said Chuck is requesting to speak to you. And then Blair comes in and Chuck is very notably not speaking to her, which was confusing to me. So Blair speaks and she says, just because we can't be together doesn't mean I won't love you. Um, which is, I guess, going to be her new catchphrase. And mm -hmm. again, I was thinking whatever song is playing in the background during all these flashback scenes is really good. And uh, I, I, I shazammed it and it is outro by M83. I guess I, mm. not, to, not to bring a, a beginning segment into the into the middle of the episode here, but something weird that happened to me. Oh. I, I listened to this song, and then that night, I watched, after I finished watching this episode for the podcast, that night I watched the season seven finale of Elite. I'm watching it, and at the, the end, like the climactic scene at the very end, the song starts playing, and I'm listening to it, I'm like, this is good. I feel like I've heard this before, and I Shazam it, and it's outro by M83. What are the odds wow. that a song that was in an, a, a TV show 12 years ago was in a show 12 years later, and then I watched the episode that it was in on the same day. Kind of crazy. That is crazy. God does exist. God, God you know what? Yeah, God. God. And it was the God episode. That's a good point. <laughs> you pray under the episode. Like, oh, God, I hear this. I hope I hear this song again. I hear Andrew, I, mean, I promise it will never talk to Brendan again. <laughs> I'll never talk to Brendan again. If you, let me hear this song. No. The consequences are going to be dire because here we are. <laughs> Um, and then Blair leaves after she says that. So again, was Chuck not awake? I thought he was requesting Blair. I really like before so too. Like while we're still in the hospital, I really yeah. like when they're next to each other, and you just see Chuck's arm go. Like they take the camera off his face, put it to the arm, because I guess they, I guess Chuck or whatever his name, Ed Eswick, must be a bad facial actor. So they had to pan over to his arm so it could go limp to signify <laughs> not doing so hot. <laughs> I love Chuck wants. To Wants to speak with you. She enters the room. He doesn't speak. She leaves. <laughs> yeah. He's passed out. And she like rushed to get her too. She was like, let's let her finish her prayer. No, we have to interrupt her prayer. We have to get her <laughs> to talk there. to this guy that is oh, he's still awake. <laughs> she, she looks like he's dead. Chuck wants, to talk. <laughs> Chuck wants to talk to you. Don't ask me how I know. He's sleeping, but he wants to talk to you. <laughs> I could tell. Go I back. know these things. God told me. <laughs> God's in the control room. I'll ask Ashton Kutcher and Punk. Get in there. Get in there now. <laughs> so. Uh, Serena asks in present day, uh, so that's why you cut Chuck out of your life. And like, no, Serena, Blair's just telling you this story for fun. Um, and then, voice of reason again, Serena tells Blair, B, that nurse wasn't an angel. And again, thank you, uh, Serena. If, yeah, yeah. Blair claims one minute Chuck was dead, and then Blair made a promise, and he was alive. So Serena points out, that wasn't a miracle. That was modern medicine. And I can't believe I, <laughs> I know, agree. She's killing it. Everything Serena says and does in this episode. You want me to not like her. She just keeps getting better. <laughs> I know. He's not wrong. Serena points out, Chuck is fine. God would understand if she changed her mind. But then Blair's like, I tried that. And we flash back again. And then Blair and Dan in front of the secret apartment. And Blair's been going to church every day. And Dan's been going with her, uh, tr trying to figure out a way through this. Since when has Blair been religious? I know that these are extenuating circumstances. But to be so believing in this still doesn't seem like Blair. I feel yeah. like Blair I know and love. As soon as Chuck would be better, she would have been like, oh, great. Thanks. Thanks, God. Bye. Yeah. Like, <laughs> And what kind so, of weird God does she believe in that, like, if she breaks these terms, then she'll be smite? Like, I, I guess maybe that is the God people I mean, it's in. pretty clearly the Catholic God. Yeah. The, yeah. Old, the Old Testament. That's our guy. The Old Testament God. Um, 
So Detective Chuck was not able to check that this building was a church, I guess. Just like Google the address. I'm sure it would say it was a church. I don't understand. <laughs> I, I mean, if they didn't show like the top of the building, they probably, you're probably missing all like the stained glass right above that it shot. Also it also didn't look like a church on the inside. <laughs> the yeah, pre I mean, the I, priest looked like he was in his apartment. Yeah, they didn't show the entire set yeah. for a reason. Father Smythe is here, and he's very happy to see Blair and Dan again. Uh, very happy that he gave Blair the key to the church so she can visit at any hour. And so no, doors uh, of the churches are just open. <laughs> <laughs> I think about look, look, so, it, was just, it was just Christmas. Think about Home Alone. You can go in that fucking church anytime. Again, I feel like it was so painfully obvious that Blair and Dan weren't actually having an affair, but uh, this reveal is still yeah. so ridiculous. Gotcha. They're not it, having I think it was, an they affair. knew it was going to be like an underwhelming reveal, no matter what they decided to do. So they got to throw some weird curveball in there, which is this. Yeah. So Father Smythe asks Blair what's wrong, and she confides in him that she saw Chuck last night, and she still loves him, and it's not fair that he's alive when she feels dead inside without him. These are and things she asks, you should tell to your therapist, not the, the priest. <laughs> well, she asks if she, if she broke off her engagement and begged Chuck to take her back, wouldn't God have to understand? And the priest tells her, like, that's between you and God, and, and I'll give you a moment. Like, at the very least, even if Blair's believing all of this, um, at least uh, the priest isn't like, no, yeah, you can't do it. But also, she should at least tell Chuck about it. it it's so crazy that she just ghosts Chuck after all of this, and, and he has no idea what's going on. Like, Chuck would be able to talk some sense into her if she told him this, or at least he wouldn't be going crazy. Like, why does she also have to keep this a secret? It's not like God was also like, and don't tell him either. Yeah, I, it's, it's been fun, like, fully <clears throat> ragging on this stupid plot, but I, I guess maybe you could just say, like, this is just the aftermath of a person who's just lost a child i guess to make it like sadder she's just like not making any sense and just doing things she normally would never do yeah just dealing I, with I, it in a guess, difficult way but it's not fun to talk well, about though i usually hire private investigators to go after the people who just went through intense trauma though so <laughs> i mean that's just me yeah so you you get it from the other side yeah yeah, yeah i get it uh, yeah i and, get uh, it i have like 10 or 10 or 11 private investigators oh, wow. out there right now yeah, just a lot following. Of you know, like, lost yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> I mean, I any any type of loss. Oh, okay, okay. And you like lose you your lost, phone. lost your big key. Yeah, yeah. If you lose your big key, I private investigator <laughs> for that problem. So that's when Blair looks outside and sees Chuck almost get hit by the cab as soon as she considers going back to him. <laughs> that reveal made me laugh. As did Blair's insane guess, <laughs> that was really the, rivaling your guess. Yeah. Yeah. I thought she almost got hit <gasps> by the car. <laughs> <laughs> the director's like. Wider, Blair. Wider, get happier and with your mouth open. <laughs> that, yeah, that was a cartoonish uh, scene right there. It was, it was crazy. It was, it was not it, I think it was, even, it was heightened even more by like all the information we were just given about the God stuff. Then yeah. that plus the gasp was just too good. So back to present day. Uh, Blair is asking Serena if she gets it now. You know, there's no way out of it. If anything happened to Chuck, Blair would feel like it's her fault. So she made a vow to Louie. So that's what she's going to do. And Serena seems to be getting exhausted with Blair Lag. Really she's that's like, what she's you. <laughs> yes. She says, you can't base the rest of your life on one desperate moment. God doesn't punish people for being in love. He wouldn't want you to marry someone you don't want to be with. Um, I, don't know. I, I heard God works in mysterious ways, so who knows? And she Blair also moves like, in mysterious ways. Yeah. And then <laughs> that's when Blair's like, well, I don't not love him, which very romantic. <laughs> you should put that in the vows. That's in the vows for sure. <laughs> Stole it for me in my wedding. <laughs> and, so, and so Blair's like, um, you know, Serena warns uh, Blair that they're going to like out the pictures of her and Dan and it's going to look like they're having an affair. And Blair's like, well, if it keeps Chuck safe, I will bear. If they keep the doing it, all they get is just them like hanging out and like yes. going to this place. She says, I'll, 
she says she'll alleged she'll bear the humiliation of allegedly stupping Humphrey. What what was that word? I, don't, yeah, I, I, I love the stup reference. But she can't oh, use that because she's it a Catholic now. That's obviously a Jewish word. Yeah, it definitely. Yeah. It definitely gives gives Judaism that word, which I guess is what she converted from. Was she like, was she Jewish or partially? I don't know. No, I think she was probably uh, like I don't know Protestant Just or whatever something. Christian. What's yeah. her last name? Waldorf. They're Waldorf. That, that doesn't tell me anything. Yeah. I don't know why I asked, to be honest. It's not like I have any particular skill. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe was a little Jewish from uh, from Cyrus. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. She is, she's like By association. Jewish now because of Cyrus. But yeah, yeah it's a, she, she's not born and raised Jewish. Yeah. Anyway, boys are all in Nate's office. Uh, Nate's pissed, not at Louie, but at Dan. He's like, I really thought you were done going behind people's backs, Dan. And uh, Louie's like, I'm so sorry for the picture, but I did not think of another way to get Dan to tell the truth. And, like, luckily, Nate's assistant did show everyone, and Nate was like, okay, terrible idea. We're not going to put this on the slideshow. <laughs> cut, that, cut that out. Yeah. Not, not doing that. Yeah. But, and then Dan looks at the picture and tries to explain, but he can't. He's like, listen, I wish I could tell you, but I, I can't. Uh, and he's like, and revealing the picture is the last thing that Blair needs right now. Uh, you know, I swear I'm not having an affair. I believe him. I mean, I, I know the truth, but I would still believe him if he was, ha- if, like, because if Dan was having an affair. This would be the point where he would start rationalizing it and being like, well, you know, Blair doesn't love Louie anyway, so, like, is it really that mm-hmm. bad if I'm having an affair with her? But mm-hmm. good for Dan. And you know that Still because you're very seat. good at rationalizing your affairs. My affairs, yes. Yeah. Um, but good for Dan. Still keeping the secret, even though it's it's making him look and bad. He's a good friend. He is. He is. Um, Chuck's not buying it. Uh, he, he asks, you know, what he's doing then. And then Serena comes out of nowhere to, uh, and you can see on video, I'm using air quotes, save the day mm-hmm. uh, by saying, He's having an affair with me. And of course, by uh, Save the Day, I mean make everything more complicated. I screamed. Yeah. I, screamed I was like, no, Serena, you were having such a good episode. What the fuck is this now? Like, <laughs> Serena, Serena's obviously going to frame this as helping Blair and Dan, but uh, this is this is how Serena's going to feel good about herself again by by pretending to be Dan's girlfriend because she can't have the real thing. It's, it's giving pathetic. I mean, but she's sort of helping Blair and Dan while getting what she wants at the same time. I don't know how this. I mean, I get. It gets everyone off of Blair. I guess everyone finds out eventually, or, no, or do they? I don't remember. Um, I mean, there just, were just Dan. Who cares? There were other options. There were other lies available to her. She did there not were, need to. But the one she told got her lips on his lips. Well, that's why she told the lie, not to help yeah. Blair. And there was but a it did help Blair too. It would have made more sense, but. Let Serena explain. Blair Blair was trying to keep their secret, uh, Serena and Dan's, but but she you know she's sorry you know she she should have told them sooner. Uh, improv King Dan is going to hop in and ex- explain that you know with their history they wanted to make sure it actually work, and uh, Serena was like yeah we we didn't think that anyone would believe that Dan and Blair would be together that that's even more ridiculous than me and him getting back together and this literally explains nothing. So why were Dan and Blair sneaking around and going to this building? Why? Yeah. Because uh, that's where Serena is waiting Dan the whole time. Serena is waiting in this interesting <laughs> building, and Blair has the key. Oh yeah, sure. It doesn't make sense. Well, like, it does not Chuck's still confused a little bit. He's like, uh, I guess. He is. So, the guy Nate is like, well, thank God no one's cheating. But Dan, well, you got to well, work Nate, on yeah, your Nate, own. Nate's going to understand. He's going to be like, well, I don't, I don't understand oh. anything you guys talk about, so I'll just take your word for it. <laughs> so. Everyone, um, you know, again, Louie and Chuck free to be enemies again. Everyone's going to leave except Serena and Dan. And uh, Dan thanks her. Uh, and Blair's like, yeah. Uh, or Serena's like, Blair told me about the deal. Um, you know, if I can't talk her out of it. The least I can do is uh, pretend to be your girlfriend. 
And <laughs> so Dan asks her if she wants a drink, and Serena smiles very giddily. She's loving this. So what would you have said that she should have said instead? That was a good rhyme. Something that made sense. Like, I, this this is so self-serving for Serena. It, it doesn't, It like, I don't know. She should have said that. They, like, she could have said that they were. Helping I, her do something or. I don't know. She likes church now. I, I know. I mean, she didn't need more... to bust in. She, they, cause she could have taken a beat and came up with, like, a better lie and, like, met up with him after he got through this, like, tense situation. But we can't think of one now. So I yeah, like it was, I guess that's it was, fair. It was the best. I'm not on trial. But we didn't write the what plot. Make this. <laughs> we so. didn't write the plot that put them in the situation. <laughs> so let's get back to Rufus and Lily. Lily went out for champagne over an hour ago, so Rufus has just been singing karaoke by himself. Like I wish loser. she came back absolutely <laughs> shit faced. She actually was drinking a bunch of champagne. So we called our buddy Andrew Tyler and hired him to find Lily. And I, I critique a lot of relationships on the show, but when you have to hire a private investigator to find your wife, you need to analyze some things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just find my iPhone, you know? I saw they had an iPhone in this episode. I saw it. Gospel Girl used yeah. to track um, people's locations. Well, Gospel Girl's missing an action right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Rufus finally found out that uh, Charlie Rhodes was enrolled here at Juilliard, so that's where they are right now. And uh, Lily just wants to know that Charlie's okay and uh, doesn't... No, they, I didn't Charlie even think about this real quick, though. They, they didn't know that their... Or, or, I guess Lily's niece was in... Enrolled in right. Juilliard. I guess in the three months she enrolled in, <laughs> in Juilliard or got into Juilliard. I didn't know she was even into music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's like the, the the highest end possible school for like the arts. Who none of which she seemed interested in. She just likes like getting dressed up and wearing dresses. Now all of a sudden she's like a, <laughs> a top level instrumentalist or singer. Who knows what she does? But or actor. I she guess. is a Rhodes. Um, not actually, but she is uh, presumably a Rhodes. So I, it, they're billionaires. Lily's like, I know, but that seems like the school that you want. can't buy yourself into, though. It seems like a she very... wants to get into Juilliard. She's getting into Juilliard. Yeah. yeah, but even if that's true, which it probably isn't, Lily doesn't know that. Lily thinks that they can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, yeah, okay. So uh, just then, Lily sees someone and yells, <laughs> "Charlie!" And the girl turns around, and it's not Charlie Rhodes. Not the Charlie Rhodes that we know and love. But it is someone who looks a lot like a Rhodes. Like uh, she looks like she could be Serena's cousin. I, they just see like uh, blonde hair, and like, oh, <laughs> there's our girl. Must be Charlie. Yeah, <laughs> but the, our our um, Charlie Ivy looks like she could be Serena's cousin, also because she just has blonde hair. I don't know. Sure. Well, Lily apologizes, says she thought it was Charlotte Rhodes, and the girl replies, "Yeah, I am Charlotte Rhodes, but people call me Lola." So here she is. We finally met the real Charlotte Rhodes. Uh, she is nothing compared to Ivy, and I will die mm. on that hill. I didn't know that Charlotte was what gave you Lola doesn't have to be i guess i don't know it's one of, it's one of the options apparently for lola i didn't know apparently according to this if, if this show is to be believed <laughs> so uh charlotte asks who they are but rufus and lily still haven't caught on yet even though there have been accusations that their charlie Rhodes isn't the real charlie Rhodes. he still don't think that this charlie Rhodes, especially after rufus was told but which, which he totally threw out the window he doesn't remember any of that conversation with charlie ivy even now I still get it because how at this point do you think that Charlie isn't your family after all yes, they've been through? Yeah. And yeah. so Rufus tells her they're looking for a different Charlotte Rhodes. You know, it never occurred to Lily that there might be two of you. And she apologizes, wishes her a happy new year. And, uh, and you can just chalk it up to like, well, Andrew Tyler did his job. He found a girl named this name. So I believe it. I was talking about this the other day. But uh, when do you stop wishing people a happy new year? January 7th. I think a week, a week like, after uh, is like. Like Larry David. I even, I even feel like I feel bad. I, I was saying this to people I had seen for the first time that year on Friday. And I was like, is this annoying? I didn't see you yet, so I'm fine. But I, I think starting on Monday, 
you don't get it anymore. Yeah, it's it's over for you. I it's apologize over. to everybody who doesn't get a happy wish, new year for me. People, I don't wish people happy new years. If someone says it to me, I'll say it back. Well, happy I'll new year, thank guys. You. Thanks, you too. I, thanks, you too. <laughs> I thought you were just going to receive and say thanks. <laughs> Not give it back. <laughs> never offer, I, I've never offered out. Brenda didn't Maybe say it back, though, so uh, I would like to please respond. A happy new year, do too, Brendan. Please respond. H-N-Y. Oh, okay. I'll take oh. that. Thank you. <laughs> so, Louis enters the ladies' room to talk to Blair. Uh, he starts off with an apology. He, he, he once again forgot that he was supposed it's to trust re- Blair. The start of that sentence is very funny. He really is. He loves barging into places he shouldn't be. <laughs> he like he tells some girls to get out of there <laughs> when he walks in. Uh, you you are my leaves. The Prince of Monaco is here. So he <laughs> he, he, uh, he admits to thinking that Blair and Dan were having an affair. And uh, he's just happy that Serena told him the truth before he did something he regrets. Um, again, how did this story from Serena work? What is the logic behind it? Not sure. But uh, Louis, of course, is is uh, talking about the truth that Blair is protecting Serena and Dan's new relationship by sneaking into buildings with Dan. And Blair tries to leave the restroom, but Louis stops her. You know, he's like, listen, after the accident, you told me that uh, you would never leave me, and now you're further away than ever. And uh, Blair responds to this by saying... Uh, I have been keeping a secret. I'm converting to Catholicism. Uh, what is happening? What? <laughs> also, doesn't solve any of the like. Yeah, he's like, okay, that is wonderful. Like, I knew uh, you wanted to be married in a church. As if he had been asking for this on screen for the past ten episodes. <laughs> he's not said a word about it. Yeah, and then the, and then comes the world's most awkward uh, TV kiss I've ever seen, which I don't think was acting. I think that the actress was just, was just phys- physically disgusted by. Well, you could you could assume like, oh, they just just bad chemistry for these two characters. It was smart yeah. to have a bad actor kiss Blair. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> good directing. Actually, really, good directing. really worked. Very good. Very good thinking ahead. <laughs> Back to the party where the guest of honor, Greg the limo driver, has arrived. No, no better time to do your investigation than in the middle of your New Year's Eve party. <laughs> So Greg's like, first of all, thank you for the invite. Happy to be here. Uh, but listen, I already told the police <laughs> everything. <laughs> and it's like, okay, great. Now tell me. And uh, <laughs> I, think, I think this driver should enter the party uh, the bear Christmas style. I think <laughs> Throwing things? Uh, crashing the car through the door, through the, the wall. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> at, the very, at the very least, the actor should have like made some choices here. Like This was his yeah. one chance, yeah. and he gave us nothing, unfortunately. He's just like... Told, I already told you everything. All right. Photographer got really close to the car. Bigger problem was that the brakes felt like they had no pressure. I swear, I checked them before my shift started. All right. Yeah, so he, he, he was like <laughs> checking his brakes. I've never gotten into my car. <laughs> yeah, I guess he's a driver as his I main do, job. But... As I do every time I get in the car, I checked my brakes before leaving. <laughs> How do you you check your brakes before you like? Usually, you check your brakes. I guess by as, using as them. if Nate was gonna be, as if Nate was gonna be like. Well, if there's something wrong with the brakes, how come you didn't know about that ahead? Of- I mean, maybe you would have asked because these people don't drive themselves anywhere, so he doesn't know how it works. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> check their brakes before you check your mirrors, you yeah. put your seatbelt on, you check to make sure your brakes are working. <laughs> he did. He answered like the, the questioning like a like a law and order suspect. Yes, yes. Very yeah, we're not car guys. The writers of the show also not car guys. Not car guys. So this is <laughs> yeah. Interesting that Greg the limo driver told the police this and they did absolutely nothing with this info. They were like, oh, okay, great, sure, thanks. Get out. Yeah, whatever. That's Everybody's nice. safe? Okay. All right. Okay, cool. So uh, Chuck back to doing what he does best and drinking alone. And Dan comes over to apologize. He's like, you know, sorry for not being able to tell you about me and Serena. You know, we didn't want our families to know and you're sort of like a brother. And then Chuck immediately answers, so are you. Love it. Love it. Because <laughs> they're Reconciliation. Yep, yeah, they are. No, they are, they are step-siblings, of course, and we are pro-step-siblings dating on the show. Um... 
Yeah, Connor, so you don't, so you don't know, but uh, Serena and Dan were dating before their parents got married. Serena's I think they dated since, right? Rufus and Lily? Yeah. Yeah, yes, yes. So Rufus well, Rufus, no, Rufus's dad is, nope. Rufus's, Dan's dad is Rufus. Lily's mom, nope. Serena's <laughs> dad mom is, is Lily. Rufus. Is Lily. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, very hard. Self, self-destructing here. There we go. Dan's dad is Rufus. Yeah. Serena's mom is Lily. Okay. Dan and Serena were dating, and Rufus and Lily got married. They're like, that looks like a good idea. Let's Dan do that. That's fucked up. Are, to be honest, I'd be pissed. Well, they used to date. Rufus I'd and Lily so dated back when they were, back when they were Kids. teens or and in their twenties. Yeah. And uh, Dan and Serena didn't. And know. then it was and, like a Harry and Mother situation. And then Dan's mom basically died, moved to Hudson. <laughs> moved to Hudson, which is the equivalent. Well, moved, lived, yeah, moved permanently to Hudson, which is the equivalent of dying. In the moved show. to a nice so. neighborhood. Moved to a nice neighborhood upstate. And yeah. fuck all of her neighbors. <laughs> she famously does fuck all of her neighbors. Okay. <laughs> if you want to move to Hudson, there's time. a loose lady on the loose. <laughs> <laughs> Get up there quick. Um, so. Again, Chuck tells Dan, he's like, listen, I don't give a shit. Uh, the relationship may explain the sneaking around, but it still doesn't explain Blair cutting me out of her life. Which, thank you, Chuck. Although, I will contend that it still doesn't it really still doesn't explain, explain the sneaking around. Explain anything. Or whatever, at least, at least it, it only investigating, suspicious. Serena was never seen in any, any of these pictures. So. Exactly! <laughs> so he went from like the most skeptical person on Earth, and then was just like, this information that explains nothing, I'm done investigating. That's enough for me. Yeah. He yeah. said, I'll figure it out eventually, and when I do, you're going to pay. No, he took so the, Chuck's, the Brendan, Chuck's Brendan approach. Yeah. yeah. Chuck's a fucking mess now. He'll never recover because uh, he just he got cut out of Blair's life. Yeah. So obviously, Back to villain mode pretty soon, I'm guessing. Exactly. Yep. I mean, Blair says, I hope this doesn't uh, stop you from being the good person you've become. But yeah. God, if I know Chuck, he does if not handle Chuck. stuff like this very well. So, yeah. But maybe the therapy's really working. Like, a test. Big test coming up. Yeah. So Either the therapy's still working or next episode we get back to it and he's fucking his therapist again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, Blair thanks Serena for covering for her. Uh, Serena is obviously able to heroically make the sacrifice, uh, but she tells Blair she's worried about her. And Louis comes over and tells Serena to go kiss Dan because it's about to be midnight. So the crowd counts down. Serena finds Dan, apologizes. She couldn't think of a better way to save Dan, which, yeah, this one just made too much sense. This had to be the go to. And they count down to Happy New Year. Dan and Serena kiss. Uh, Serena looks like the kiss changed her life. She's never had a better yeah, kiss. Yeah, very giddy. And. Yeah, Dan just looks over and sees Blair and Louis kissing. Yeah, but then he sees Blair and Louis kissing. Uh, Chuck also sees the Blair and Louis kiss. And uh, Blair and Chuck then look at each other, sadly. It's a classic love pentagon. Is this the most iconic love pentagon of all time? I think it's the only one. I was going to say the only as well. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe the other one off the top of my head. uh, Because I think as soon as you get to to five in real life or any other TV show, they go, this is one too many, and they just... (laughs) Get rid of one. <laughs> How do we get Nate involved now? <laughs> but I think, have you ever kissed like one of your friends before? Like this, this is a weird thing because at this point in the series, Serena and Dan are like supposed to be just very good friends. I don't know what it would feel like to kiss just like one of your good pals. Like that, that was like that was like a kiss kiss. I guess there's history between the two of them, so it's different. But I don't know what it would feel like to kiss one of you guys that intimately. So I, I'm asking if I can soon. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> Someone who did theater in college. I don't think you know how theater parties work because you're I kissing don't. all your friends. <laughs> <laughs> and this is not, you're not getting out practicing of that. for the show. You're not getting this out is... of that house. No, 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 no. You're not getting out of that house until you've smooched everyone in the cast. Yeah. Well, I've, I've kissed all of my sweet mates in college, but that's different. You're, you're living together. You got to kiss sometimes. 
Okay, so it sounds like you do know. Those are, but those are funny kisses. I'm looking for like a nice. I thought this one was funny. I laughed. <laughs> yeah, I was laughing. Yeah, that's true. I didn't stop laughing. Okay. I know you've been picking on Westwick's acting, but I thought this was well done by Blair and Chuck. I, I could feel the pain in their eyes when I saw them look at each other. This this thing was better. Like it, it was dramatic and not in an uncomfortable or stupid way. He's better when right. he's not speaking. So, <laughs> so Nate's in his office. His assistant is also here. Uh, big episode for Nate's assistant, for someone we've literally never seen before. Um, and Nate's been making some calls. He confirms that it was Blair who ordered the car. Now he just needs to figure out who knew she'd be in it. And then uh, Serena interrupts, tells Nate that he was right. Uh, not about the Sloppy Duck being the best new restaurant in town, but about Gossip Girl. <laughs> as much as she loves the idea of no Gossip Girl, seeing those photos of Blair and Dan made her realize that it's not the secrets that cause the problems. It's the assumptions that people make about them. Oh. Which sounds like she figured something out, but... Ooh. Not anything. So Serena has decided to go through all the emails, and she's going to see if there's a positive way that she could use them. What? So you're going to yeah, do what they told you to do in the beginning of the episode. Then you're going to you're going to put them out there. Yeah, but what's now the it's positive way? Yeah, now, so now, yeah crowned... she incepted it into her own brain. Yeah. And then Nate crowns Serena the new guy. Go- you know what that means? You're the new gossip girl. And Serena corrects him. She's the new and improved. How's she going to put them out differently? Sure. I, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Much like everything else in this episode, it doesn't make sense. She's going to use a different font? She's, yeah, she's going to say, <laughs> uh, spotted, this person's doing this person. But but I use Comic Sans. <laughs> comic Sans. <laughs> but I like it. I'm like Gossip Girl who doesn't like it. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? So, Rufus and Lily return home. Lily apologizes for spoiling New Year's Eve with her stalking. But Rufus understands, uh, you know. So, basically, Lily says, you know, Andrew Tyler found the wrong Charlie Rhodes. I'm not going to correct him. We're, let's put this to bed. And they celebrate with a duet of endless love. I wish we could have actually seen it, but yeah. nice ending to that storyline for them. I mean, it, no matter what, that scene wouldn't have been better than the uh, Happy Gilmore endless love scene. Of course. A classic. And it also Friends seems do like famously a, I've... listen to Endless Love in the Dark. <laughs> endless Love in the Dark. <laughs> One of the all-time great love yeah. line readings. Um, looks like Ivy's going to momentarily, at least, uh, get out of this once again somehow. I guess so. I guess Ivy's yep. yeah, by staying off screen. Move. Move on her part. Everyone on screen. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, it didn't have it. things work out well. Uh, Chuck is still drinking alone, but this time he's in his hotel, and Blair drops by, and of course we have to get a classic Blair-Chuck scene, um, and Chuck's like, oh, thank God. Do you know what you've put me through? But Blair didn't come here because she changed her mind. He came here to tell Chuck what a wonderful person he's become, and uh, she's fighting back tears as she tells Chuck she hopes this won't change that. Uh, Chuck begs her not to leave, but Blair says she's not doing this to hurt him. And then Chuck is just desperately recounting the events of the night. They said they would run away together, and now Blair can't even look at him, and he just wants to know why. And Blair tells him that she saw what was important, and she did the only thing she could. And, like, these fucking cryptic responses would only drive me more insane if and I were they're Chuck. not necessary. No, and she, she's trying and to... She's like, why, why are you being... Why are you so angry? Like, I'm, I'm saying the best things to you. Like, you should be so glad I'm telling you how great she you are. She didn't tell God. She wasn't like, God, I won't tell Chuck why. He's... I know! <laughs> right, right, right. didn't even tell her not to do that. So I don't know. And so... Chuck thinks that something must have changed, and he wants to know, uh, because you know, love does not just disappear. And Blair just responds by saying they can never be together, and asks Chuck to just please move on and be happy. Seems like a big ask, okay. uh, but okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. Well, when told you put it that just, way. Yeah, okay. yeah, why did just Now ask. I'm happy. So, Chuck can't until he knows why, and he won't stop, and he'll use all the power he has to find out the truth. Uh, Brendan, are you looking forward to this next leg of the Chuck and Blair saga? No. No, this is a, a, such a bullshit way to like prolong this. Uh, like the getting, was, the getting uh, together of the two of them for good. So annoying. I was laughing to myself when you said, well, at least Louis is finally out of the picture. 
<laughs> I say that last episode. Yeah, you you said last week you're like, well, you know, at least Louis going to be gone now that she chose Chuck. Yeah, yeah, oh, I, I, yes. I, I'd be driven crazy if I were him too. Like you were as close as you've ever been to being together because usually when one of them's all in, the other one's not ready yet, and the timing finally right. worked out, uh, and now yeah. they get they hit that big tree. Good God, <laughs> fucking so, God. So Blair apologizes again and tells Chuck not to let this destroy all the good. And then she says her famous catchphrase, just because we can't be together doesn't mean I won't love you. Uh, first of all, Chuck's therapist is going to be working overtime this week, as, oh, yeah. as, as we said. What does it mean? Uh, <laughs> even, even though the premise is flawed uh, and the writing was bad, I think the scene was still well executed by the actors. I, I, I still think that Blair and Chuck are doing a lot with a little here. I love yeah, a classic yeah I, Blair absolutely. With, with what they were given. Yeah, that's fair. They brought it. So we flash back to the hospital scene. Chuck's laying in the hospital bed, and we uh, again hear Blair say the exact same line to him. And uh, then we see that Chuck's eyes are open. So I guess he heard Blair say this, and then he hears Blair say it again in present day. So maybe he's putting the pieces together. Maybe that means something. I don't know. Who knows what this means? Not me. Not not anyone. So Dan and Serena. Uh, Dan hopes Chuck is going to be okay and promises to be more sensitive with his and Serena's breakup. And Serena hears this and like, oh, fuck. I mean, you mean we're not just going to pretend to to be together? Uh, she's like, uh, you know, we we can't end the relationship the same day it started. So you know, let anything just to keep this going for Serena. Yeah, how long is this fake relationship going to last before? It becomes, Let me kiss them more. Just practice. Like just, 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 just so it looks natural out in public. Yeah. Let's just it, kiss them. I don't know. It did feel like last episode. It was going to be the start of like the the start of the end of this relationship, where it was going to finally be endgame. But this is a very weird way to start it, where they're fake dating i don't know how this translates to real dating eventually but i, I know they will end up together but this is a, so a funny way it, i mean it's, it's gonna be it it's, it's so obvious it's gonna be chuck and blair and dancing and nate and diana payne diana payne diana payne <laughs> wow. diana are endgame that's great so, so um, Blair and Louis are now walking, and Blair thanks Louis for letting them stop at the Empire, and he tells her he's glad she asked. It seems they finally stopped keeping secrets just in time for the wedding. How romantic! That's so nice. So, um, Blair's never been more sure of a decision in her life, and uh, Chuck is alone with his dog. Uh, he's just standing outside, which is very sad. And uh, at the same time, the new Charlie Rhodes is looking for ID. Her ID, uh, she finds it, takes it out, and we see a picture of her and her mom, Carol Rhodes, Confirming in her it wallet. is the real Charlie. Again, we were supposed to think this wasn't the real Charlotte Rhodes before that. We know there's they a real need, Charlotte Rhodes out here. They Obviously, need to explain, make sure the Nates out there are getting this. Yeah, make sure the dummies know. Another stupid reveal. But This B-plot was not easy to understand for someone who's never seen any of the other episodes. Well, yeah, near impossible. Yeah, near impossible. There's a fake Charlie Rhodes running around there. They probably didn't make a lot of sense. Econo's like, so she likes her mom? Yeah, very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to the one reveal that I did like. Nate's about to leave. And the assistant tells him that the car service invoice came through, so Nate checks it out, and he is stunned. Blair got in the wrong car that night. Oh. Remember, remember that, that driver was so confused when Nate said he was going to Westchester, uh, you know, hinting that Nate was in the wrong car here. The car that crashed was the one ordered for Nate. So we've got another interesting wrinkle, and Nate texts his new buddy, Blocked Number, and asks, Did you know that the car was meant for me? Can you help me? Blocked Number answers right away in the Kristen Bell voiceover, how about we help each other? XOXO, Gossip Girl. The only reveal of the episode I enjoyed, so I'm glad they saved it for last. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I, I I don't even know if you realize it, but it was the first Gossip Girl voiceover of the episode. Usually uh. we have a whole episode filled with them. They saved this for the last reveal, the big return of Gossip Girl, and she's actually texting Nate, which I don't like when Gossip Girl gets involved in the plot. I think she works a lot better as just a voiceover. Uh-huh. Cool. But 
But the absence of Gossip Girl being being brought back yeah. right at the very end for a reveal is a good way to bring it back. I get that. I, right, do, so like, I, was, I was livid the entire episode because I thought you guys picked one for me that Gossip Girl wasn't in at all. Very <laughs> 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 end. Very end. I was like, I got the one episode. <laughs> <laughs> she came through. She came, she came through. through. No, yeah. Um, good old Kristen. So that is our episode. What the fuck happens next? Who knows? But let's zoom through some segments here. Um, user review of the week. I went to the Gossip Girl wiki for this one. And on December 5th, 2013, a fandom user said, Sheer awesomeness. This is what happened when they sidelined that generic piece of shit. And then in parentheses, Serena, duh. What? They no sidelined her? I feel like Serena wasn't exactly sidelined in this episode, but uh, someone who is... At so pumped up right Serena. <laughs> not happy about this. Wow. <laughs> Next episode. The episode is titled Father and the Bride. Do you have any predictions based on the episode title, Brendan? Is this our wedding episode, I guess? Mm. Well, maybe. Connor, you haven't seen the next episode or future episodes. Do you have any predictions based on the episode title? Uh, I think it's going to be day of wedding, maybe day before wedding, rehearsal dinner, Lead conversations. Up. Mostly between uh, Blair and her father, who is alive, right? <laughs> and is Blair alive. has uh, more parents than anyone in the show. She has Blair has her mom, her stepdad, her dad, and her dad's boyfriend, husband. Do they ever? Uh, okay, so there's husband? gonna be there's gonna be a play on the the three men in her life, right? It's a Full House episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Danny Tanner is actually gonna be in it. <laughs> wow, that's the, not a cameo uh, we would recognize. <laughs> <laughs> it would still probably be a pretty the, bad line reading, honestly. <laughs> the preview for next week is just three words long, and it says, Blair's bachelorette party! Exclamation oh, point. That sounds oh, fun. We and no baby to weigh her down. She can get fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like you were pro-dead baby at a few moments during this. <laughs> concerning. A couple moments. Really going back into the edgy uh, dead baby jokes yeah. that were so popular back in the day. <laughs> let's uh, let's grade the episode. Oh, yeah. Brendan, you went first last week. I'll go first this week. Uh, let's start with the good. I did enjoy the first half of the episode. Uh, it's an investigation-heavy episode, and the investigations are all pretty good. Chuck and Louis, I thought teaming up was fun. You disagreed. Okay. Rufus and Louis finding Charlie is a fine C story, and Nate finding out exactly what really happened with the car crash uh, could be very interesting as well. Performances are good. Uh, certainly isn't a boring episode, as we said at the top. And that Gospel Girl reveal was genuinely good and a fun way to end the episode. The episode also genuinely made little to no sense throughout the second half of the episode, and uh, it made me angry. Uh, God being responsible for Blair and Chuck not being together feels like the writers being like, uh, well, we still have another s- season, so uh, we can't have them be together just yet, because then what? And uh, this is what they come up with. And uh, the rest of the reveals are terrible. Dan and Serena faking a relationship makes absolutely no sense. Uh, Serena being the positive gossip girl at the end makes even less sense. So uh, I have to say this is a below-average episode, and I will give it a C-. minus. Mm. Uh, Brendan? What do you grade the episode? Yeah, I feel like we're gonna go be like ballpark buds here. I, I, by gut feel, I didn't fully hate this, but I was watching it actively, knowing it was a bad episode of television. But I was still right. enjoying it. Where sometimes these episodes are maybe structured even a little bit better, but are way less entertaining. Fully entertaining as an episode, and I knew it'd be fun to talk about too, which maybe uh, will be mixed into the pot a little bit. I can't give it a good grade because it was shitty yeah. and confusing. But the <laughs> shitty confusingness was what I enjoyed most about it. Uh, it got very funny uh i gotta give it a c right down the middle all right so brendan gives it a c connor what do you grade the episode um i think i echo what you guys were saying but the story was atrocious um i think it, without given being given any time to get used to the acting 
um, Louie and Chuck interacting so much made for extremely, extremely painful dialogue. <laughs> Louis is a terrible actor. I, well, I can't tell if he's a terrible actor or if he's just French, but it's not great. Um, they're trying to do a lot with a little, like you said earlier, and um, a lot of the story being told through flashback is never ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not that's not great for me. Plus, nothing really making sense as in the at the tie-in. Yeah, but. I do want to watch more for some odd reason. Oh, that is always our goal. That's, a goal. that is always our goal. Yeah. So I give it a C plus. All right. All right. So we're okay. all the C's. We're all ballpark. Step ladder buds. Step ladder buds. Uh, let's give our MVPs for the episode. Uh, I was so ready. Much to, to Connor's pleasure. I was so ready to give it to Serena for being the reasonable one. But she completely ruins it for me by desperately pretending to be Dan's girlfriend for no reason. So uh, I know, I know the guests come on and always hate Dan, but I'm going to give it to Dan for the second week in a row. Wow. Once again, he is a good friend of Blair. He keeps gently pushing for her to do the same thing and not marry Louis, but he's never forceful and he supports her no matter what. And he also uh, keeps her secret, even though she's being crazy. And that's what a true friend does. So Dan's going to get another MVP from me. Uh, Brendan, who is your MVP for this week? Uh, I, I could give a cop out MVP and give you another Lily because she was there and wore glasses, but I'm not going to do that today. Yeah. She was there. Um, I'm going to give it to Nate. I, I, Nate wasn't a huge part of this episode for me, but he just had an episode that was better than most of the people around him. Uh, and he was just cute. He for, forgave Dan. I didn't know they were still feuding, but I'm glad he forgave him. <laughs> he, he's just like he's just such a, a welcome presence for me on this show. Right. As, as of late. All yeah. right. Yeah. I got served. Happy again. Yeah. Uh, I don't who's your MVP for this week. I'm going to give co-MVPs. I think it's Whoa. just two. Oh I mean, obviously, right. I'm going to give it to Serena. She was the, she was the the BFF of the episode. She really did the best by everybody around her. And then, you know, she took a little you know a little bit for herself at the end, but that's okay. That's okay. We accept that. And then you got to give it to the limo driver for getting invited to that party because you know you had that's no business good. there. Went in there, had a few mimosas, had a good time. Got demolished after yeah, he that comes conversation. Up the winner, yeah, yeah. I mean, limo yeah, got got some real moments. So I'm proud of him, and I I got to give it to him as well. All right, so. <laughs> see i believe this has only happened once uh where i gave two people an mvp i think i gave uh an mvp to to two of the two of the minions or, or something along those lines mm-hmm. so i think when i when i do the ultimate scoring i'm gonna split it in half they're gonna get a half point each half point okay i think that's okay that's fair um let's do lvps i uh i considered rufus because he was weirdly angry with lily about something stupid in the beginning of the episode uh, and then he has to like beg slash hire her private investigator to find his own wife and he sings karaoke by himself uh for a loser for over an hour but mm. i was so mad at blair for doing this to chuck and herself yeah. and even more mad at the reasoning now don't worry I know you're thinking that I might give Blair the LVP, but maybe it's my Blair bias, but I can't blame her for it because she has just gone through a horrific accident and had a horrific loss and probably isn't thinking straight. I can blame someone else. And in in the spirit of Scally blaming Blair's unborn baby, RIP, for keeping Blair apart and giving uh, it an LVP, I'm giving my LVP to God <laughs> yeah. for keeping Blair and Chuck apart. If God exists, then he should be making sure Blair and Chuck get together. Not keeping them apart. And if he doesn't exist, he should tell Blair that so that she can stop with all this nonsense. So clearly, God's fault. And he or she or they deserve mm-hmm. the LVP. So That's good. God is, God is on the board for this season with an LVP. Brendan, who's your LVP? My LVP goes to someone equally annoying being Louie. Um, <laughs> I just I can't take the scowl anymore. Get that fucking face off my screen for the love of God. I, for the love of God. Get him, get him out of here. Because... We have hated 
characters as much or even more than Louis before. More than Louis, for sure. But Louis has stuck around for so, so long, as if, long. As if he's enjoyable. Was, and they, they've, they've done was, him like a few different ways. As many ways as you can do eggs, they've done Louis. Like he's been like seven different people. Bro. Oh, God. He was in the beginning of season four as this like whimsical prince. He comes in the end of season four where it's like, guy, he's boring. Then he sticks around through season five where it's like, okay, maybe not that good of a guy, but just boring. Now Now he's full on heel, but not not a fun heel at all. Right. So, yeah, Louis just keeps getting worse and worse. Love a Louis LVP. Laptop Louis, as he is to be known. Laptop Louis, get the fuck Uh, out. Hunter, who is your LVP for the week? Yeah, it's Louie. There's just no doubt yeah, about it. Nice. <laughs> laptop, I mean, I was gonna um, pick. I was gonna pick Chuck, but the way that he dodged that car was just. You know, <laughs> I think he like, just like Majestic. stopped it. Yeah, he basically stopped powers. it with yeah. his mind. So you can't really give him the LVP after yeah. that. <laughs> so that does it for our segments. Except, of course, for everyone's favorite segments, Lonely Boys Theater. You are now listening to Lonely Boys Theater. And we will, of course, be doing that iconic scene where Rufus and Lily see Lola Rhodes for the first time. Um, let's see. Rufus, Lily, and Lola are in this scene. Brendan, you love Lily. Do you yeah, want the chance to portray Lily in this scene? I'll be Lily, right? and I'll uh, even put Con- on my sexy glasses for this scene. All right, great. Uh, Connor, you're the guest, so I will let you choose between uh, Lola or Rufus. Who would you like to be? Um, let's be Rufus. All right. Uh, does everyone have their script out in front of them? Oh, I do. I'm in sexy character right now. All right, so uh, whenever you're ready, Rufus. It sounds like we should ring her bell and see what happens. Let's talk to the guard. I didn't realize how fucking filthy that was. (laughs) Rufus, your dirty talk. (laughs) Oh, wait. Uh, Charlie? Sorry? Uh, um, I'm sorry. I thought you were Charlotte Rhodes. I am. Yeah. People call me Lola. And you are? Looking for a different Charlotte Rhodes. Oh, it never occurred to me that there there might have been two of you. I'm sorry. Have a happy new year. Okay, weirdo. Uh, you too, I guess. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> but don't look at me like Oh, nice glasses, though. <laughs> so that, of course, was the scene exactly as it played out in the episode as well. An amazing job, everyone. Standing ovation. Everyone can sit down. Um, that does it. That is... That does it. That's everything we could have done, except, of course, for some plugs. Got to get to some plugs. But before that, Connor, thank you so much for finally being able to make it work, for coming on, for defeating the Lindenhurst stereotype of flakes that never make it onto the (laughs) podcast. You got to flake at least once, and then you got to get in there. You got to get in there. One flake. Make us want you more. Mm-hmm. To do a wonderful job as well, former recipient of the Hoppy Boys Most Attractive Guest of the, of the Year. Maybe we'll you can win. We'll see. Maybe we can do that for Lonely Boys. That's seven. a good idea. I think we should do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that won't hurt any feelings. Uh, <laughs> do, you, do you have anything you'd like to plug at this hour, Connor? Uh, no, no plugs. Don't find me. Last name. Don't find me. Plug nothing. Don't do not find do this not. man. <laughs> um, and then, what are you plugging? I gotta keep doing work. So I'm gonna keep only plugging. The Patreon show the Sandy Boys, which you can find at. I changed the URL to because it was kind of funny plugging our our show when it was patreoncom slash the Hoppy Boys Pod, which we had nothing to do with the Patreon. So I changed it to yeah, it patreoncom slash Boys Media is where you can find our show called the Sandy Boys, which we cover all of the OC, which we have now finished all of season one, about to break down all of season one and our do our awards that you guys love seeing yeah. on here. Uh, but you can find that for three bucks a month. You get 
entire season's worth of content for three bucks. You can't beat it. We have another new patron, Dom. Wow. Dom, give it up. Give it up for Dommy. Um, I don't know if it's our Dom that we know of Dom and Colin fame or who it is, but it's oh, a Dom nonetheless. Did it, come with a last, did it come with a last It was just not? like a funny, a funky email, so I don't know. But uh, uh, Dom. now, Dom. more than a quarter, more than a quarter of the way there. So six out of twenty to getting that Kelly Rutherford cameo. It took a little. It took a little while, but a little. They're starting to roll in like almost once a week. They're so. rolling in, baby. Okay, let's so let's it. see if we can make this happen. Um, for me, this is coming out on twelfth, I think, which is the same day that the Mean Girls musical movie will be released. Ooh, so everyone, go see that. I'm gonna see it. When I, when sure. I was, went to see Wonka, there are some kids, some little tweens behind me talking shit about like oh fuck new mean girls what what is regina george is the og goat and i'm like what <laughs> <laughs> i'm such, I mean, so glad i'm not a teacher that, so. i guess <laughs> i mean i've got good news for that tween regina george is gonna be in this she'll be there not the one you know i guess but uh, <laughs> yeah. I, i'm very excited for this not the og goat one so. <laughs> not the og goat one uh, not og goated um <laughs> Also, if you have uh, six hours to spare, I spent all day yesterday watching uh, Traders RHAP. That was a very exciting watch. I saw some very of those tweets fun. about it. It looks fun. I was tweeting it all day. And I, I, I didn't realize this. at first, like, I thought I had muted the Survivor tweets, and I realized it was not Survivor hashtag. So. Traders RHAP. Is this uh, the yeah, Peacock the, show? It is, but all of the, the, all of the uh, members of the podcast I listened to, uh, you know, it was podcasters and reality TV alum. Uh, they got together to do a, a game of traitors all in one oh, day online. I, I watched the entire six-hour stream and then watched uh, Taryn's four-hour coverage of it as well afterwards. So I spent 10 hours of my day <laughs> yesterday doing traitor, uh-huh. traitors RGP coverage. Don't regret a second of it, so check that out. Um, besides that, you can follow me on Twitter at MattyFresh24. You can follow Brendan at RuppyPuppy. You can follow his other podcast, The Hobby Boys, at The Hobby Boys Pod. And you can come back next week where we'll be breaking down Season 5, Episode 12 uh father and the bride but until then you know you love us xoxo love you boys nice glasses though